This choke when the pressure was on. Son of the Bailey Show. Alright, here it is, a Thursday, the 16th day of November 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning, my name is Jason Bailey, right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. No Nelson once again. Uh, we get our buddy Kyle in the big room uh, pushing all the buttons, and we appreciate that. Kyle. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get in on the text machine. You can stream us and get the podcast on the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. On social media, listen to the BS set. Listen to the BS. Uh, give us a like, share, follow. And then on YouTube, our channel is at The Bailey Show. More Skid Row. Uh, Buck Cherry passes. The We're not going to do, um, you know, a little bitty games because uh, with Nelson being out, he usually does all that. So uh, we'll have uh, some fun closer to 8 o'clock and we'll talk about some bad, horrible, uh, horrific vacations that you might have and give you some of those tickets for the best um, best stories there. Uh, Big Fat Bribe continues, another $500 in your pocket. The song you'll be listening for, we'll tell you that when we return next segment. Our No Friends Giving as we uh, you know ramp down the week. We got two more days to fill, uh, I think, about uh, eight spots or so at Bennett's Restaurant in Rockland this Sunday for those adults without any friends. So anytime throughout the program this morning for the next four hours, if you are an adult and you have no friends and you would like to join us this Sunday at 4.30 at Bennett's in Rockland for an amazing Thanksgiving meal, uh, then you can call. And I'll stop whatever I'm doing and take your phone call and we'll put you on the list. All right. So uh, make that uh, pretty easy there. Uh, Chad Cobain, who is Kurt Cobain's brother, and Martin Nolan, who Martin Nolan is the founder and executive director and principal at Julian's Auctions, are going to join us, if all goes well, closer to seven, uh, because they have a uh, list of things, as they often do, to auction off. That's cool, you know, uh, memorabilia from different artists and so on and so forth. But Chad, Kurt's brother, which I'm a Nirvana fan. I didn't know he had a brother. <laughs> yeah, you were like mind blown yesterday. I had no idea. And I know last night when Nikki D had posted that we would be having him on uh, this morning, there were people that responded like, dude, Chad doesn't have, I mean, Kurt doesn't have a brother. And I had to reply back. I'm like, yeah, he does. I yeah, mean- he does. I actually um, looked it up and it says he has actually a brother and, and a, a sister. sister. Yeah, he's got, so he, I think he's actually got more si- half si- so Chad's dad. Yeah, Chad's actually his half brother. Mm-hmm, they got the same father. So his parent. I mean, like if you look at the whole story of Kurt Cobain, uh, I mean, it's your, it's your typical. You know, kid grows up, wants to be loved, doesn't get it, falls apart, becomes a waste case, has an amazing God-given ability, finds it, does it, and becomes successful, and then dies a a, a, a legend. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the story of Kurt Cobain in a nutshell, right? But when his parents got divorced, they went their separate ways. His mother went down uh, a bad path because she had some bad relationships or a bad relationship, and uh, that ultimately led to Kurt Cobain being homeless and living down the streets because she kicked him out. Uh, but the father actually went off to have a fairly normal life got remarried, Kurt and, and had have, more kids. And had more kids. And Did he have a good relationship with his dad? Do you know that? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I know I you know, this the story is like, you know, 
I mean, like, I grew up a bastard, so I get it. You know, you grow up without a father. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my mom about that last night. I said to her, uh, you know, now that I've reconnected with my mother and my brother, you know, which is great because, you know, you you, you want to hear the stories. Yes. And when you're a kid, you, you think you know the story, but you hear it a different way. And you kind of scramble up stories, too. Let's I, be clear. Not on purpose. Not on purpose, but you don't always remember them how they happened. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes. Uh, especially uh, this I'll give you. Yeah. Yes, this I'll give you. So we were talking about uh, my last name. Because Bailey, my, my, on my birth certificate, it's Jason Bailey, but it's really not my last name. Mm-hmm. Um, my real last name would be my biological father. Right. In which I have no relationship with. Right. And so I have the last name of my brother's father. father. Right. Okay. And who I have no relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I never even knew that side of the family, which I've got zero blood with that side of the family. Right. You know. And so my mom and I were talking about it. She's telling me different stories of this and this and this and that. And I said, you know what? I, I've done I've done OK. You know, I, I didn't I didn't become a waste case. You know, I, 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 I would consider myself successful in life just because it has nothing to do with money or finances. Or, but, you know, I, I picked a spot. I shot my shot, I hit my mark, and I, you know, I have a family, and you know, that's success, being happy with a family, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, you'd think they'd reach out to me after all these years. Like, let bygones be bygones. You know, it's like, okay, so I wasn't your father. You know, like my biological father wants nothing to do with me. Because yeah, I'm but friends your with his son. Did. Yeah. yeah, my half brother, he's like, Yeah, you know what? They're just not ready. Well, you know what? We're not getting any younger. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like, why would you not reach out? Because that if has- anything, they would want money from me. I think that rehashes the this is what I did once upon a time and left a child, didn't have anything to do with it. And I think he doesn't want to face his quote unquote demons. Yeah. So I don't know. It was uh, it was it was it was very interesting. Why you know? didn't your mom give you her last name or was her last name Bailey at that time, which is why she did it? Yeah. So her that's a good question. Her. OK, so the story goes from what I know. OK. <laughs> OK. My mother was married to my brother's father, obviously. Okay. They got married young. I mean, that's what you did back in the day. She was mm-hmm. like 18 or something. And she said, to, oh, remind me to tell you this part after I've done here, because this this blew me away. I'm in the gym talking to her. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, all right, you know, we can talk. That's fine. I'm, just, I'm sitting there. <laughs> just talking, all right, we get you? it. You work out. Huh? We get it. You yeah, work out. Yeah, so I'm sitting there talking to her while I'm working out. You know, and it's always weird when you're having a conversation when you're talking to somebody when you're working out, because people are looking like, you talking? why are you calling me mom? Right, are you talking you know? to me? <laughs> so uh, she was married to my brother's father, and uh, they they split. They separated. Okay. And she went and, and, and slung with this dude at work. Okay. Got you. She gets knocked up. That's mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And then I believe they get back together, you know, which credit to my brother's dad, right? Like, he knew. He knew, and he still was like, "All right, come back with the kid." Right, but I don't think he—he, I, he, I don't think he ever raised me. But I could be wrong on that. He might have raised me for a couple minutes or something. But you don't remember it. I don't remember any mm-hmm. of that stuff. So when I was, my my mother told me this yesterday. Actually, she said when I was born, she gets the birth certificate. She gets to sign it, and she's with my grandmother, her mother. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, for the father, she's like, you know, mom, what do I put in here? You know, who do I put? Who do I put on the birth certificate? And my mother said to put my brother's father. Oh. on there you know and then you know and i told my mother that my brother and i are are you know talking again and uh-huh. they they don't talk they i don't i don't know what all happened with those mm-hmm. two but they don't talk they, she doesn't speak poorly you know right. she loves him but they don't talk 
And and I don't even I, mean, I don't even ask. Um, but she, she she says, you know, make sure that you tell your brother that if he wants anything from your grandmother, um, that you know, just to let me know, and if I have it, I'll give it to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, I was like, well, they didn't really have a good relationship. I mean, not a good relationship. They didn't have a close. It was my grandmother. You know, like they didn't have a good. Re- <laughs> what are you talking about? Because that's I remember. You know, Graham was my rock, and mm-hmm. and she practically raised me. And she goes. Oh, no, 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 no. They had a great relationship. They, Yeah, she goes, this is what she says to me. Blew me away. You, you know when you find out, for those listening, you're, you know when you, as you get older, you find out things about your past and your family and people like your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, that absolutely blow you away because they, you never knew that about them. Right. Like you never, like growing up, you probably never thought your mom got high. Well, she did. Mm-hmm. You know, you never thought your mom did orgies. Well, there's a good chance she might have. You know what I mean? But you find out later in life because you're an adult and those stories start to leak. So uh, I was like, then they didn't. She goes, yeah, yeah. She, your your grandmother practically raised your brother when he was younger. And I said, oh, that's wow. my story. Oh, look, that's my story. Yeah, I, I was like, that's, I go, that's my story. What are you talking about? That's my story. And she goes, no, 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 no. She was like, you know, when when I had your brother, I was, I was very, very young. And, um, you know, when his father and I split, you know, I, I, I was... I was crazy, and I just went off and, and, and just did, you know, I was just crazy. I, I, I wasn't around as much as I should have been, so so Graham stepped in, and I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now you got to bite your tongue. This is like the 60s, which was cool, you know, 60s were cool, but I'm like, my mother. Was wilding. What? Yeah. That's what she was doing. She was a party girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never see that in a million left years. Left the kid with mom, like like these mothers do, and she was out in the wind. But she left me with Graham because she was at work. I know that. Mm-hmm. She worked all the time. So the story with me was Graham had to babysit me, take care of me, because mom had to make money. Right. You know, because she didn't want me living in a bad part of town. She wanted me to go to a decent school and be mm-hmm. by my friends. So 10 years prior, nine years prior, when my brother was growing up, she was out there. What'd you call it? Wiling? She was wiling. She yeah. was wiling. <laughs> That's what she was doing. My mother was a wiler. <laughs> she were in a band, she'd be Scott Wiland. Imagine that. <laughs> I, 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 I sat there. I, I, was, I was working out, and I had the weights in my hand, and I was, I was, doing, uh, I was doing military press. And I brought it down to my shoulder, and I just sat there with them. I'm looking in the mirror, talking to her, got my earbuds, and I'm going, "What did she just say?" That's what she said. And I'm just kind of balancing on my shoulder with this thing. I'm going, "What did she just say?" My mother was wilding. She was wilding. I like that. Really... <laughs> and, then and, then, and then we were talking about somebody else, and she like random person. She goes, "Oh yeah, well they're selling their house. They live in like a four million dollar house. Like, how do you know that?" And she goes, "Google." <laughs> So you you can't figure out your television, but you can you can be an internet sleuth on these people that are no longer in our lives. And I go I go you're such a troll. And Women she, are detectives when we need to be. Facts. I go you're such a troll, and she got offended. She didn't realize what that meant. She was like, "What did you call me, Jace? What did you call me?" I said, "Mom, it's just a term with people that do things like that." She goes, "I am not a troll." <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? My hair looks amazing. I am not. That's, that's what she's probably thinking, right? Yeah. You do not put me between your hands and rub me and make my hair crazy. <laughs> All right. You want to start us off here? 916-909-0985. Uh, we got a lot to do today, so... 
please, if you want to get in on our No Friends Giving at Bennett's uh, Restaurant in Rockland this Sunday, just give us a buzz, get on the phone, and, and we'll get you on the list. Tell you what your Big Fat Bribe song of the day is here coming up so you can win $500. Give us a minute. Hang on. Show me the money. money. All right. It's 98 Rocks Big Fat Bribe. Yeah. That means, once again, opportunities for you to win $500. Definitely with us, the BS, before 10 a.m. The song you need to listen for is Godier, Someone That I Used to Know. Boom. Godier, Someone That I Used to Know. Which, that someone that I used to that know. That is. That's the exact Look at me. There it is. Boom. All kinds of buttons being pushed over there. <laughs> I'm so, so happy with myself. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, another. That's uh, that, That'll stick out. That one will stick out. So, when you hear it, be caller 18 to uh, 916-909-0985. Win yourself $500 uh, when you hear that song. And then numerous opportunities throughout the day on 98 Rock. So, we still have more chances uh, for you to win some money. You know, I didn't realize uh, how pricey, you know, it, like people that have been winning, you know, we ask them, you know, what are you doing with the money? And they'll say, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, Christmas, ho- Christmas is coming up, holidays coming mm-hmm. up. I forget how expensive uh, just buying food is. Like I went to the store yesterday <laughs> and all I purchased, because I'm starting to do my Thanksgiving shopping, I found me some chitlins. I was super excited. I got two packs and some spaghetti and I spent $75. Yeah, so price, so the price <laughs> of groceries obviously even more now than they have been in the past. But you know, you got you get the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving, and then you go back to back Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a price, especially if you're hosting dinner. Yes, it's very pricey. You know what so. I'm saying? Are you bringing chitlins to my house? No, I'm leaving them at my own house. I'm not sharing. Uh, well, that's rude. Why would you not? I've never had. No, a I chit- love that for you. I've never had a chitlin before. And you're not going to eat it. So why would I bring it to your house? But I, I when I make food. Do I not share it with you? But when I initially said I was making chitlins, you were like, ew, eh, nobody eats chitlins. Bleh. I might have over, overreacted. Oh, so now you want some? Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't mind trying it. Okay, yeah. well, then I'll bring it if you're going to try it. Yeah, you want to see if we can get the, well, don't worry about it. So, yeah, we, we had somebody that wanted to do the No Friends Giving, and they dropped off, but if you want to call back, then that's kind of what I was getting to. I was like, you know, I, I don't know if you just want to, on Thursday, uh, actual Thanksgiving, just kind of, you know, say, hey, look, you know, no need to. That's no big deal. You can join us this Sunday, and we'll take care of we'll take care of the meal for you for free. Uh, it's the BS. What's your name? Paul. Paul. Yes. Okay. Can you turn that radio down for me, Paul? Yeah, there it is. Okay. Are you calling to be in the No Friends Giving? Uh, no. Oh, what are you calling for, Paul? Uh, name that noise or whatever. I think you got the wrong radio station. What are you trying to? Okay. What, what song? What show are you listening to? Is it a wake up call? Is that what they're doing over there? Yeah. Okay. What's the noise? We can play. Uh. What's your a, answer? Uh, what's your answer? Going, going into a, a meter. Going into a meter. That is, uh, as far as our shows go, that goes. That's incorrect. You don't win with us, but if you call over there, you might win with them. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, when you don't have a phone screener and you think it's the person's calling for no friends giving, that's what you get. Do you know how often I get that, by the way? Over at when the- I when I'm on when I'm on over there in my cage, people will call and I'm like, hey, it's the Bailey show. And they'll be like, Yeah, I want to do this thing. 
That sounds like fun, but that's not what's happening. Oh, for us, our show. Yeah. Oh well, that's not very positive. Call the that's, wrong. They call the wrong show. They're, well, they're they're listening to the other show. And they're calling us for some reason. Because they're probably usually listening to this station. Oh, is that is that? The but same? they know they're giving stuff away this time. So they're bouncing back and forth trying to win prizes. Is that how you're going to spin that one? Yeah, my man's <laughs> going to call back when uh, when when we give away tickets a little bit later. Gotcha. Uh, Thanksgiving will cost. An average of $6.12 per person this year, which doesn't seem that bad. But I don't find I don't think that's legit. I think that's a little low, don't you think? That's probably for like a normal portion. And a normal that's probably like turkey, stuffing, a dinner roll, and cranberry sauce. Well, listen to this. The American Farm Bureau Federation released its annual report on the cost of an average Thanksgiving meal for 10 people. Okay. $61.17 down from 64.05 last year. So we're down this year mm-hmm. from last year. I, I don't f- believe it. I don't believe that no either. No chance. That is not what my pockets is saying. That's $6.12 ahead, a 4.5% decrease from 2022. So what I'm thinking is people are just not doing the full shebang that they normally do. They're yeah. saying that will probably be what it is. They're not doing everything. They're not doing all the fixings. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they're it's, cutting out some stuff. And you know what? That's what I told. Uh, that's what I told Rach. You know, I, she was putting together the list for, for our Thanksgiving at our mm-hmm. house. And, you know, and I got you guys coming over and all that stuff. And I go. Look, every year we make too much food. Too much. Yeah, I'm Facts. trying to not do that this year, too. I'm like, this how many people coming. I'm taking this over there. I'm leaving this stuff at my house. I'm not cooking all that food. But here's the kicker is I know Nelson doesn't have any food. So I have no problem giving him the extras. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, just go. We're still going to do two turkeys, you know, because we have a competition every year. I smoke one on the big green egg, and then she puts one in the oven. She's really the, good. The, but the smoke turkey wins every time. No, it doesn't. For me. Oh, okay. For me, it does. My wife is a very good cook. I don't doubt that. Yeah. But this, this, the smoker is undefeated for me. Hey, Isaiah, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Are you calling to make a sound or something, too? Or are you, you calling for something different? Are you different? calling the Bailey Show? <laughs> are you calling the BS on that, Ian <laughs> Rock? Or what, what radio show? Let's start with this. Everybody that calls, you got to identify yourself and what radio show you're calling. Are you calling our show? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. 98 Rock. I'm there, calling. There you go. All, All right. man. All right. You know who you're talking to, and we know what we're talking about, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, excellent. Are uh, you calling for the No Friends Giving this Sunday? Absolutely, yes. I would love to attend that. Okay, excellent. So you're an adult, obviously. How old are you? I'm 26. 26. And why? And, and part of this criteria, for those that don't know what we're doing, we're, we're throwing a Thanksgiving dinner for those adults that don't have any friends, and this all stemmed from a conversation a few weeks ago with Nikki D. You know, we both just moved to Sacramento about eight months ago. She can't find any friends for the life of her. She can't find any friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, right. well, there's probably, you know, and then people started calling, like, I'm an adult. I don't have any friends. So it was like, well, make sure you guys have somewhere to go, at least for Thanksgiving. Why at 26, right? You don't have any friends. Why don't you have any friends? Well, I'm a workaholic, and I've got a young family, a three-year-old, two-year-old, you know, and I got a whole bunch of animals in my house, so there's a need, you know, for me to feel <laughs> constantly, and I just How, don't, you know, I just don't kind of make the opportunity to go out, and this was one that I wanted to take advantage for sure. Okay, well, that's cool. So, like, what, you say you got a bunch of animals, you got, like, zebras running through the house or what? Yeah, one or two of those. <laughs> <laughs> Do you live on an ark? What's that? Yeah, we... 
We got we're in a two bedroom house and we got four dogs, a lizard, and a cat. The lizard and the cat. <laughs> uh, but you had friends prior <clears throat> to to having your family, right? Uh, not many. Nope. <laughs> really? You didn't have friends in high school or college or whatever it was you did before. Yeah, I mean, like you know, a handful, just some real good people, you know, for for you know, mm-hmm. uh, support mostly. Not really like I didn't socialize much, you know, but definitely yeah. had like friends okay. that I can count on. All right, just not fun stuff. Were really. you just, are you going to leave your wife at home Sunday, or does she not have any friends either? Oh no, she's got plenty of friends. See, she's oh. from Davis. This is where we live, but I'm not. Oh. So <laughs> where are you? She f- could come too. Yeah. Where are you from? Oh, well, actually, no, yeah, it'd probably just be me because she's got to watch the kid. All right. Where so are you I'm from? Benicia, California. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Shout out Benicia. Well, I tell you what, Isaiah, you're in. We'll leave the wife at home with the kid, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, we got a, an interesting, very good group of people that are joining us at Bennett's Restaurant in Rockland this Sunday. Uh, we've got divorced Debbie. We've got. Uh, just moved here from Atlanta. A couple. We've got uh, Don, right? Yeah, Don actually is on hold right now. He okay. wants to talk. Okay, Don, and <laughs> we we got all kinds of interesting characters. I don't know. Nikki's got the list. I, I my brain goes. But anyway, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll get your information, and uh, we'll see you on Sunday. All right. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, sir. Well, at least he's calling the right radio station. Hey, Don in Sacramento, quickly, go ahead. Hey, man, I just wanted to know if um, Nikki was bringing chitlins or if they're going to be serving them there. Oh, this, okay, this is Jerk Don. Yes, this okay, is Jerk, jerk, jerk Don. Don. Yeah, yeah, well, the guy Don't who say jerk Don. Forty believes in. Jerk, <laughs> jerk, jerk Don was our, himself a jerk. Our, our first person that, that signed up for the No Friends Giving. Uh, are you going to, because Don wants a chitlin as well, can you bring a chitlin and Don and I can split it? No, I cannot bring it. No, chitlins take too much work and effort, so I'm only going to bring them out for Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. So will you bring one to my, at least a bite to my house? I'm, I will bring a bowl to your house. I will bring a bowl and let you try it. Nelson said he wants to try it, so I will bring a bowl so you guys can try it. Well, yes. What is it? I don't even know what it is. I'm not going to tell you now. Just try it. Okay. Yeah, don't tell, don't tell him, but you're going to love him. Are you being serious? I am, I am, yeah. I, I grew up in uh, Memphis, and uh, man, that was like one of the staples that we ate all the time. All right, we'll see you Sunday, Don. I got to run. All right, bye, all right, bye. Jerk Don, right there. <laughs> jerk Don. Why is it gross? What a chillin' is? I mean, it's just like any other meat you eat from an animal, but some people prefer not to eat it. I am one of the people that prefer to eat it, and I cook them very well. So. Well, I'll try anything once. Okay, yeah, just give it a try. Either you'll like it or you won't. Now, you- can I say to you if I don't like it what you said to your friend? Be honest yeah, you with can you? tell me you don't like it. I told, okay, I made greens and oxtails for the first time and took it over to my friend Amanda's house. Her parents, they're white, and they were honest with me. Her dad almost died eating the greens. He didn't care for it, and her and her mom thought the oxtails were just mm, okay. They didn't really care for it. Rach loves the greens. Oh, I know she does. I yeah. know she's going to be happy with my yeah, greens. Yeah, she loves your greens so or the greens. I'm going to make a big crock pot full of greens. All right. First round of headlines, two big stories from today. Miss Nikki D, what do you got? I'm going to tell you why the Swifties are buzzing once again and where a man went overboard. All right. We'll get you your first round of headlines here momentarily. Thank you for listening. Give us a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all Here we go. First round of headlines. Thanks so much to Good Guys Heating and Air 530. Good Air. That's the best service. That's the best price. That is guaranteed. Nikki D. This Kelsey Swift romance is moving awfully fast. H1. 
Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been spending lots of time with each other's parents since the start of their romance. Taylor Swift is here sitting next to Mama Kelsey. E.T. is reporting that Taylor Swift's parents and Travis Kelsey's parents are both going to be meeting up in attendance Monday night at the game where he's going to be playing against his brother, uh, Jason, who plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, whether or not this is true, it's not being confirmed, it's just according to E.T., but I just think it's kind of fast for your parents to meet each other, and you've just been dating a few months. Uh, they've, they've been together for quite some time, I think, haven't they? I mean, long enough. I'm not buying that they just got together. I'm not, I'm not either. It I, was. I, I, I remember I, when you reported that he gave her a note at the concert. See, but I think that was like a bit. Yeah, I, I like, think this is a said setup. she won't talk to people before the concerts. I wanted to talk to her, but she won't talk before. Like, I think they've been known each other. So there's, they're, they're saying, they are saying that Monday night's game with, are they playing in Philadelphia or Kansas City? Do we know? Sure. Uh, okay, so either way, Kansas City, Philadelphia are playing. So it's a big game. Uh, obviously, in the football world, it's a big game. You know, it's a, it's a rematch, you know, of the Super Bowl, right? So it's a big deal. Um, they're saying that this could be breaking records for the highest-rated Monday night football game maybe ever. Is it because of the game and what's at stake, the rematch, or it's because – Tra- uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the and the, and the families are going to meet. It's that the yeah, latter. I, I believe. I believe I, so. Yeah. So I just googled it in Kansas City. By the way, you scroll down. There's the game preview, right? And then right there at the at the top, this headline that Nikki just read. I don't understand why so many like even football. Like the purest I get because you don't care about anything else other than football, which by the way is fake. You're just doing that to be a tough guy. Uh, like you can't just embrace something good. You know, this is good for football. Anytime in any sport that you can bring other eyes and ears to the sport, that means it's better for the brand, it's better for the product, it's better for the players. When you, I mean, there are so many other people now watching football because I, I hate to break it to you, but Taylor Swift is the biggest artist, is the biggest thing going on in the world. Right now, yes. I mean, like, it's so much so. That airlines are changing how they 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 book their flights because of her uh, her touring her international tour. Mm-hmm. They're adding flights. They just added flights to where she's like in Venezuela or Buenos Aires or something like that. There is an airline that actually added flights to take people from the United States down there. Dang. That's how big of it. You name me another artist where that takes place where that happens. Can't it doesn't, think of one. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even if you're a gearhead and you're just strictly rock, which you know, the waters have been muddied for for years. It doesn't exist anymore. Just embrace it. It's something good, right? It's something good, but it seems like it's overkill at this point. We it, m- we might never see anything like this again from a solo musician. Like, are you talking what, about just what, from an artist standpoint? Just from yeah. an artist standpoint. Now nah, you'll see it again. I mean, they said that with the Beatles, and you know, you'll 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 see yeah, it in, but, in different ways as as you know there'll be time another goes on. as time goes on. There'll be there'll be other artists. You know, like when you watch the games and they reference it, you can you can hear the disdain like in certain announcers voices because they they're trying to they're trying to fight it. Al Michaels doesn't even mention it. Right. Al Michaels is the guy. He hates this. So much so he hates this. It's his least favorite thing. Yeah. Um all right. Second story. So anyway, the game's gonna be good. Nonetheless. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. It should be I'm taking the over. I think I think I I would take the and I'm I'm guessing it's I, I don't even know what it's at. It's probably like at forty nine. I'm, I'm gonna sure. go under. Yeah. No, I'm taking the under. I'll I'd take the over in the game. 
Uh, anyway, second story, please. A family is left without answers after a man jumps. H2. The knucklehead who jumped off the world's largest cruise ship is speaking out today. Oh, God. <laughs> that was another idiot who jumped off of a cruise ship, but this guy, Tyler Barnett, was reported missing on Monday, and it was just the day after the Carnival Glory departed from New Orleans. Now, his family is saying they went to his room, his phone was left on his bed, and they could not find him. Well, when the Carnival cruise ship went back and they... um looked at their surveillance tapes, they saw that he climbed onto a lifeboat and actually jumped into the water. This is this is a thing, yes. right? I mean, people are jumping off of cruise ships. And, Which is and, insane. And I don't think they're doing it to commit suicide. Like, not all of them. They're doing it because they think it's funny. Well, like the guy that you heard laughing in the clip I played, he did it, had people recording him, ha ha, but he did it in the middle of the daytime with everybody watching because he knew they would go out and get him. This guy jumped off at 1.40 a.m. in the morning in the dark. Normally, that is to commit suicide. Uh, or just really, really drunk and hot. Overly drunk. And just need, 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 just need to, to go for a swim. Need to go for a swim. They have pools. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, I, I don't think these people realize how high it is. You know, because, like, if you've been on a cruise ship, you look over and you're like, oh, that's not that far. It's real far. And you're in the middle of the ocean, like, with sharks and you're stuff. You're in the middle of the yeah. ocean with sharks. And depending where you jump from, you have a very high probability of being pulled underneath underneath the ship and swallowed up by those rotors. Yeah, have you ever seen Titanic? I mean, don't you know what happens? Like, you get sucked in. Yeah. Do, why are you going in the ocean? Why are you to going cruise. where there's not the beach? Like, if you can see the beach and you walk down into the ocean, fine. Why are you doing this in the middle of the ocean? Well, there are so many things that can kill you out there. Yeah, the, the, the like some of these are like kids, you know, like college kids. And yeah, like, they're yeah. trying to be funny. Watch me, Idiot. Chaz. You know, for the gram. Chaz, yeah, Ch- Chaz dared me to jump over. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, you you don't take into consideration. Like no one says that they're like, how are you getting back up? Exactly. You know, so <laughs> you might want to you might want to think that one. All right, uh, a change in guests. Still, we're getting Chad Cobain, Kurt Cobain's brother, uh, but it will be Chad with Julian's Auctions founder and president. Oh, CEO oh. Darian Julian. So, I mean, I think most of you have heard of the Julian's auctions before, right? We talk about them quite often when they have yep. cool stuff. So, this is another auction. They're going to have a lot of Kurt Cobain stuff. That's why Chad's coming on. Uh, but they have a list of other cool things. And, and you know, I'll ask the question because this is probably most relatable to all of us. Can we afford anything? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> If not, then let's live in some fantasy world and go, okay, well, what are the rich people buying from y'all? Exactly. All right, so uh, we'll have Chad Cobain, Kurt Cobain's brother, and Darian Julian. Julian's Auctions founder, president, CEO, when we get back. Hang on. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Nelson's still out. We'll give you an update on Nelson. We finally figured out what's wrong with his eye, what he has. We'll do that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Kyle was filling in for Nelson. Appreciate that. So Julian's Auctions, uh, we talk about it all the time because they always got really cool stuff, memorabilia from all kinds of artists. And uh, so we get to get Kurt Cobain's brother, Chad, and the CEO, president, and Julian Auctions founder, Darian Julian, on the phone with us. Gentlemen, how are we this morning? We're great, guys. Thanks for having us on. Excellent. Excellent. Is this Darian or Chad that I'm speaking to right now? Well, this is Darren, and Darren Julian, I'm the founder of Julian's Auctions, and, yep. uh, but uh, Chad's on with us as well. Hey, Chad, how are you? Fantastic. How are you doing, Chad? Uh, I, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so um, let's start with the, 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 the played, worn, and torn auction. There's like two different sessions of this. 
on JuliansLive.com, and one's going on as we speak, correct? Yeah, actually, the auction's been online for the last uh, 30 days, and tonight we have uh, an evening auction, which we have uh, Eric Clapton's The Fool guitar that we're selling. It was, you know, to me, it's one of the top three guitars of Eric Clapton's. We estimate it $1 to $2 million, and it's during his, during his cream era. Um, we have Slash's uh, uh, Corvette. We have a Slash guitar. So we have a lot of things uh, over the next three days uh, featuring uh, Kurt Cobain, and um, we have a, a pair of, on, that's on Friday, and in addition to his Jagsang guitar that he designed with Fender. Um, but it, it's, uh, we have his jeans that he wore to numerous performances and appearances and uh, a lot of things that, that come from that collection. His, correct me if I'm wrong here, but his van, the vandalism guitar was auctioned off already, right? Uh, which well, we have have that as well. The guitar that he smashed in Munich, Germany, um, yeah. And it's a, a it's a guitar that he played multiple times. Ernie Bailey, his guitar tech, fixed it and repaired it. So he played it on uh, several. You know what Kurt would do is he would have his Jagstang, his favorite guitar, play it throughout the performance, and then when he would go to smash a guitar, he would grab one of his old uh, guitars that he didn't really care about, and oftentimes he'd smash it uh, several times. Ernie would repair it. And that we have an estimate of five hundred to seven hundred thousand, um, wow. and it has handwriting from Kurt and Dave Grohl, um, and uh, you know the, we just recently sold a smash guitar of Kurt's for nearly five hundred thousand dollars, and this is one of the best because he, he he played it multiple for performances. I have a buddy that used to be in a Nirvana tribute band called Nevermind, and for my birthday, because being a Nirvana fan, obviously growing up as a grunge kid. Uh, he made an exact replica of that guitar. I have it hanging in my studio at the house. It's not the real thing, but it hangs right b- below a brick that he stole. Sorry, Chad, from the house in in in, in Washington. Uh, so it's, you know, I mean, but that's what us fans do, Chad. You know, I mean, your br- your brother, and you know, when pe- when we when we were promoting this, you know, we had people go, "Well, Kurt didn't have a brother, but you're you're his technically his half brother." from his father when he remarried, correct? That's correct, yes. Yeah. So what kind of relationship did you have with Kurt growing up? What's that? What kind of a relationship did you have with Kurt growing up? Yeah, you know, it was it was a little bit difficult because uh, him and my father had kind of an estranged relationship, but, I, you know, I'd get to see him from time to time here and there. But, you know, that that era in my life, you got to remember here, I was like 14, 15, 16 years old when Nirvana was huge, and... Um, I didn't really see that era of my life through the lens of, of Kurt's brother, but more so uh, as a fan. You know, I was just like you. I was the perfect age for uh, Nirvana to be influencing me. So, so did so were you? Did you have access to Kurt? Like, did you have an estranged relationship with him? Like, if he you wanted to go to a show, you had you know carte blanche and you could do whatever you wanted to do. I, you know, during during that time, it was it was difficult because you know being one of the most famous musicians in the world. Uh, it was hard to lock down, but I got to go to pretty much any time Nirvana was in town, got to go see them, um, got a lot of fond memories, uh, specifically this guitar, uh, the Skystang 1. I actually got to see Kurt perform with that guitar uh, three times during the In Utero Tour. Okay, so when it comes to the items that are being auctioned on Julian's Live uh, all the time, you know, all the Nirvana stuff, so who who owns all these things? I mean, is is it your property where does Courtney and Francis come in, and and where 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 does the estate come in? You know, how, I'm trying to figure out how everybody who who everybody plays to this. 
Yeah, so we were, we've worked with a lot of Kurt's family members, including Chad, and, and so some of the family members have sold some items, and, and like in this case, Chad's donated a generous portion of the proceeds of this guitar to Kicking the Stigma. Um, we, you know, the estates never sold anything directly, but sometimes it's things that uh, Kurt gave items to. Uh, we had a, Kurt, uh, a skateboard and a sale that we sold um, last year, and it sold for like 55000 that Kurt had uh, painted, hand-painted, and it came from his childhood friend. So um, we've just gotten to know a lot of the people in Kurt's life over the years, and, and they come to us, and, you know, we'd never do anything uh, that the state would have a problem with. So there are times where, where things we don't sell or return away. Mm. Um, but in this case, you know, when it's – and, you know, Courtney gave this guitar to Chad, and, of course, it's his, and – and it's it's he's had it in a museum for many years, and it's kind of, I think as as when we sold the guitar, the MTV unplugged guitar for six million, yeah, I, it's a little nerve wracking to just have a guitar like that in your house, and um, you know, and and it's good too because you know Kurt would want to see his family benefit from this stuff, and and it's you know they're they're really a, a tight knit family close as far as you know this is the first time Chad has ever done interviews. Nobody, he's never, he's stayed away from them. And uh, so we, we told him, said, look, you know, this, the guitar, we're selling it, it's going to benefit a good charity, and, um, you know, you should have some fun with it. So he's agreed to come out and do some interviews with, with us and talk about it. Is there anything, Chad, that you own that no matter what somebody wants you to do with it or how much you'd get, you wouldn't part with from, from Kurt? I mean, you know, this, this, this guitar is, is kind of uh, you know key uh, in in that respect, but you know it's been it's been mine for about thirty years now, and you know it was on display for almost the past twenty years at the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle. Um, yeah, it just felt like a good time. Yeah, but but anything else? I'm not talking about anything that's up for auction right now. I'm talking about things that you have in your possession that you will never part with. Um. I'm not really sure. You know, I've got a, I've got a few other things, but I'm gonna hold on to those for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like what? That's what I'm asking. Like what? I mean, really, it's more personal stuff. It's, it's you know, family photos and artwork that Kurt did as a as a kid that uh, that my my dad uh, you know passed down to me. Um, yeah, that sort of kind of personal stuff. I'll I'll probably keep. Yeah, and I, and I don't blame you. You know, again, this is you're talking to a fan here, and, and like you know, when you watch the documentaries whatever one you choose to watch, you know, I forget which one it was, but they have the kind of a dramatization of Kurt writing different names for the band before he came up with Nirvana, like Skid Row was one of them, you know, uh, j- just yeah. to, just to have that notebook of, <laughs> right. of right. You know, like th- that notebook exists though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine so. And, you know, uh, Julian's has a lot of other, uh, of Kurt's items, you know, handwritten notes and things like that, that, that Darren, that Darren can speak to. Um, you know, there's a lot of really cool items in the auction. Yeah. And we, we have part of that, part of the uh, journal that Kurt had, but it was items that he gifted to his roommate when he was going through, uh, uh, rehabilitation. So, um, that's where the jeans come from, the handwritten notes from the journal, um, and, and so forth. But we had to verify, we verified that the roommate was with Kurt and that the items were uh, passed to him, um, uh, gifted to him. So, you know, a lot of these items, I mean, we've, over the years, we've, we even sold the, um, Kurt Cobain smells like teen spirit guitar for 4.5 million. That came from Ernie Bailey, who is, uh, Kurt's guitar tech. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so, 
you know, we we continue to get a lot of really interesting things, and you know, Kurt's Kurt's hugely collectible, and I think, you know, it's a surprise, you know, especially to somebody like Chad, and we also know his other siblings, you know, Olivia and, and Kim, and they're always surprised that Kurt would just be amazed that his, people would want his stuff like this. Right, and I mean, the radio station you're on now in Sacramento, you're talking Johnny Cash country, and and you have his Gibson. Uh, acoustic guitar that Joaquin Phoenix played right and walked the line, uh, and 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 you have a bunch of all these. Hand- I'm so fascinated with the handwritten stuff, just because it's been able yeah. to survive all these years. And I look at this list. I'm a big Garth Brooks fan. You have the handwritten lyrics that Garth did for the dance. You have Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl, Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. How cool is that? Stuff from Jelly Roll. Like just to know that. Maybe not so much Jelly Roll because you know he's not that long enough, right? But Otis Redding or even Rick Springfield to know that those pieces of paper have stood the test of time and they were smart enough to keep them around, and now you have them to put in the hands of a fan is really really neat. Yeah, and the Johnny Cash stuff. I actually knew Johnny Cash um, before he passed away, and and mm-hmm. I praised the House of Cash like down in Henderson would be you know for him um, years before. And uh, the handwritings we have are really special. Some of the stuff comes directly from the family of the estate. Um, and so once in a while, they let things go. But, um, you know, really his, his stuff just continues. to. I know when we did, I was working with Sotheby's at the time, we did the Johnny Cash estate sale um, right after his passing. And it was a country music sale. And at that time, country music hadn't been collectible. There hadn't been any country music auctions. And his was the perfect one to do and hugely successful auction. Mm. And then anything we get of Johnny Cash's uh, sells for a lot of money. Oh, I can only assume. And, you know, and, and before we had you both on, uh, we were talking about, you know, can, can we afford anything? Is there anything <laughs> we can purchase at this auction? But, I see a pack of cigarettes on here. Can I afford those? <laughs> but there yeah. are. There are. Yeah, there are. I mean, we intentionally put uh, lower valued items just because we, wanted, we don't want the auctions to feel like it's an elitist. And, you know, we have bricks that... Um, speaking of bricks, we have a bricks from um, uh, what is it, Strawberry Fields in Liverpool, and you know things. So things like that even become collectible. I think the ones up to over a thousand dollars now. But by the way, Chad's been looking for that missing brick at the house. They'd like it back. <laughs> hey, Chad, I'll trade you a guitar for it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nothing fell down. <laughs> with your brick. I don't think I was supposed to say that out loud that I had the brick. <laughs> I didn't take it. Now we know. It, the police will show up in about an hour. <laughs> it was gifted to me. Uh so this is this okay. this is uh this is this is fascinating stuff. So uh if anybody just wants to go check it out on on uh on uh the Julian's Auctions website, it's julianslive.com and it's the played worn and torn auction that's going on until the 18th. But um you have another auction with uh, with Dusty Dusty Hill from ZZ Top in Dallas taking place December seventh to the ninth, right? Yeah, another great auction and Dusty Hill, another legend. And we decided to take it to Dallas because you, you know ZZ Top, uh, Dusty and Billy, they're they're legends in Texas, especially. So it's going to be it'll be obviously fans all over the world, but we, we're taking it to Dallas just because it's you know it's where Dusty was born. And we know we're going to get a lot of people coming through looking at the exhibition. So we really wanted it to be a tribute to his legacy. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of his bass guitars, jackets, cowboy hats, cowboy boots. I mean, there's something for everyone in that auction. So before I let you go, Chad, uh, like Darren said, like 
you know, I've never heard you speak before. I, to be honest, I didn't even know Kurt had a brother until this whole thing came up. So do you not like outside of this this auction? I understand what's happening, but you know, like do do you do you want to talk about like later on uh, talk about not just with me but the life of Kurt and, and from your eyes? I mean, I think that would be fascinating. Yeah, it's you know it's, it's something I've considered, but I've managed to uh, kind of fly under the radar for the past thirty years. But yeah. We'll see see what happens in the future yeah i I mean and and i it sounds like you're a little kind of uneasy about talking about that and and i get it but you know they're like you're a fan just as much as i'm a fan and so many other millions of people are fans to to be that close and even have the 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 storytelling from the split parent situation Mm -hmm. is 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 a story that's not been told yet and you know it's all about the story so if you ever Want to come on and feel comfortable enough uh, for me to ask a bunch of questions? Uh, I would love to have you back on. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. All right, cool. All right, well, Chad Cobain, thank you so much. Darren Julian, thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Best of luck with the auction. Uh, for those that have a few bills to spend or maybe trying to find the perfect prize for Christmas, this, by the way, if anybody, any of you two peers are looking for something for me, just go to the website. All right? <laughs> And just pick whatever. I mean, like, I'm, I, w- one of the cool things, uh, well, one of many, but Elvis Presley's Vernon Presley's Bible is up for bid. How cool would that be to have? Right now, four grand. Four bids. So. Oh, see, that's affordable. That's well, money, money girl. Go get it for me. I'm not, I'm not saying for no. me, but, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's affordable. Somebody could get that. All right, gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Oh, there you go. They're gone. They're out of here. They're out of here. <laughs> Art, don't play. Yeah, no. Well, you could. Yeah, no. I know Art don't play. You could hear. You could hear it in his voice. How you know, kind of. That's why they pair him up. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know, Darren's the speaker, and Chad's kind of. Well, if he's gone thirty years being silent, I can see why. He he's he's not media trained. He hasn't spoken to the public. He's just stayed a regular dude. Yeah, just he doesn't know what to say. But mm-hmm. I would love to hear that side of Kurt's life. Fascinating. Because we just get what we're told mm-hmm. and the conspiracy stuff. But you know, it, it again, like I said at the beginning of the show. It, he it, he was the way he was, just like many kids, because of the upbringing. His life, how he grew up, he, things he experienced. He would have traded in fortune and fame for a mother and father and a normal, quote-unquote, normal American life and just to be loved. Yep, I believe that. Simple as that. All right. Well, you know, we can't give you Elvis Presley's, Vernon Presley's Bible, but we can give you $500. And you were listening for Godier, someone that I used to know. It's going to happen before 10 a.m., probably sooner than that. When you hear it, be caller 18 so we can give you the money. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. All right. I'm glad everybody's lining up. Don't worry about that. It's 98 Rocks, the BS. What's your name? Uh, Cecilia. Uh, Say again. What? Cecilia. Cecilia. How are you, Cecilia? I am doing well. Good. That's a pretty name. What can we do for you? Um, I was hoping I was caller 18. Okay, what what song were you supposed to hear? Is that Godier, somebody I used to know? Yeah, it is, and like, uh, I, it, like I didn't see that one coming today. I yeah, really, I really, I, I, I honestly, I just respect that you knew it was pronounced Godier. It's <laughs> <laughs> very good by you. It was such an odd song choice to do for this uh, this gimmick. I was like, I didn't see that coming. Like, oh, it's got you, yeah. Well, for sure. let me tell you, uh, ma'am, young lady, you are caller eighteen. That means you got five hundred dollars. Yes, ducky, ducky, ducky. Come on, girl. <laughs> she gave you ducky. the she gave you the triple ducky. She gave me multiple duckies, and I like it. 
Where are you calling from? Where are you calling from? I am from Rolinda, and I'm on my way to work. I work in Fairfield. Oh, okay. Well, we got any plans for this $500? Um, I'm probably going to treat my kids to something fun this weekend. Well, that's nice. nice. That's sweet. You might get some rain. You might want to do something inside. Maybe go to the... Yeah. This is what you do, right? As, as, a, as a parent, you have 500 duckies in your pocket, and your kids know. You go home. You tell the whole family how you're a, a big winner on 98 Rock and with the BS. And so the kids want a little piece of your money. Mm-hmm. And you go, I'm planning on sharing. And you go to the mall and y- you buy him some Wetzel's pretzels, you know, for 10 bucks. And then you go spend the rest of it on yourself at Lulu. No, that's true. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good thought. My son <laughs> does love Wetzel's pretzels. Now, I'm doing Annie, though. I want Auntie Annie. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I want Auntie Annie. So I think Wetzel's pretzels is a West Coast thing. And I have fallen, and I have always been a diehard Annie. Like so much so that I used to talk about them so much. They gave me my own chair in, Ooh, in, when I was in Orlando. Yeah, ooh. they gave me my own chair with my name on it, so I because I, I was complaining there was nowhere to sit and eat mm-hmm. my pretzel. Wetzel's pretzels, I have fallen in love with. No, I can't. And I usually try to stay away from the carbs and stuff, yes. but I have fallen in love with that little kiosk there at the Galleria. And every time I have a, a, a system, uh-huh. I park by the Macy's. And I walk, and I get my Wetzel's pretzels, and I down it before I get to the massage place. Uh-huh. That's my system. That's your that's your go-to. I still do Aunt Annie. She's in Arden Mall, so I go over there. If you ever want to find me on a weekend, I'll be strolling around the mall with my Wetzel's pretzels getting in my massage. Yeah, we'll see you. All right, Cecilia, congratulations. We appreciate you listening to 98 Rock and the BS. You are our big, fat bribe winner. Don't take offense to the big, fat thing, but you are a big, fat bribe winner. I'm going to put you on hold so we can get your information, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Congratulations. More opportunities. So keep listening for uh, Kyle. The song is. No, no, no. I want you to say it. Oh, you want me to sing it? Say it. Oh, say it. I got it. it. Uh, It's Somebody That I Used to Know by Godier. There you go. Godier. Godier. See if he would get it right. He remembered it. Are you reading a book, Nikki? Someone. I am. Someone. Not reading a book. Yes, someone I used to know. I've never seen you read a book. What is that? It's the ballad and songbird, the ballad of songbird and snakes. This is the newest uh, Hunger Games book that has come out because I saw the um, screening of the new movie that's out, and I didn't know that a new book was out. I just not knew that there was a movie. So when I went to see it, our great promotions director Megan was like, "Did you read the book?" And I think I'm like, they call her a manager. They get really particular. Oh, sorry, about titles manager. Yeah. yeah, she said, um, "Did yeah. you read the book?" And I was like, "No, I didn't know there was a book." She said. Well, I'll bring it to you. And so she brought it to me. Yeah, but you don't read. I do read. What do you mean I don't read? Have you read the other ones? I read all four of them. Oh, yeah. so good. Thank you very much. Okay, read all four of them. Uh, so when I saw the movie, I knew that there were a lot of details that were missing. And she, you know, confirmed that there were. So now I need to read it so I can get all the backstory because there are a lot of questions that I have that I need answers you to. You want to know how I know you're not reading that book? How do you know? Because you don't have uh, all those little book tabs. A bookmarker because I haven't started it yet. I wasn't able to start yesterday, but I am going to start today. And actually, so funny you said that. I was ordering me a bookmarker specifically off Amazon for this book. Nobody Thank you very reads. much. You're not reading that book. You're I am ordering a book. How, Just how, use a receipt. How, how, long will no. it, how long will it take you to get through that book? It's a thick one. Well, before I had to work as much as I do now, I could read this book uh, probably in a week. Now it's probably going to take me like a month. Uh. A month. Yeah, that's a big, fat, juicy book. Like, I read the 
all four of the books for the series initially in two weeks. I read all four books. All right, we got somebody on the Instagram that wants to come to No Friends Giving. Let me send them the number. I don't know if that's them calling or not. If it is, just hang on and we'll screen. Last time we, you know, I t- well, you know what? Here we go. That's right. 98 Rocks, the BS. What's your name? No, they hung so up. They hung up so. Line one. I like taking calls just cold because. It's they, on line one. They're usually, oh, it's line one? Is this, who is this, Michael? Hello? 98 Rock. Hello? They don't know they're there. See, see, that's the problem. We don't have anybody over there. They were hoping it was Gavin. Yeah, that's what I was saying. (laughs) I'm trying to get more phone calls to people calling the other morning show because that's fun. Like, they're calling, is this the sound you're playing? I'm like, what sound is it? And so what do you say? It's like, somebody crawled in a sewer. I was like, yeah, you win. Just not with us. (laughs) Call over there. They'll give you Doing reconnaissance, finding out what bits they're doing, and just <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we'll get your second round. Well, best of luck with the buck. Thank you. Uh, I don't think you'll get it done in a month. I don't I think, think I will. I don't think you're going to read the whole thing. I think you're one of those people, you know. And I got mad respect. You know, you just carry the book around because it does make you look. Smart. No, I don't just carry the book around. I used to be a very avid reader. I've read plenty of books. I read all the Twilight books. I read all the Fifty Shade books. I used to be a very big reader. I just did you, over time stopped. Did you do you when you're reading these books? Do you jack up the words like you do on the show? No, because <laughs> I'm reading them. I'm not having to say them out loud. Cougar games. Nope. Hunger. That's a marsupial. <laughs> Cut it out, Kyle. <laughs> Nelson is not here. I get a break from that. In the Hunger Games, a marsupial was there. It was an I an- learned what an anomaly was before you find a Nemo. I learned what an anomaly was by reading a Hunger Games book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second round of headlines. What you got? I'm going to tell you who's hosting the Oscars next year and where $350,000 of stolen goods were found. All right, let's get you two big stories from today. Get you learned a little bit on a Thursday. We'll do that here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. <laughs> Headlines. Second round headlines for you. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Check out their November promotions, the book reading Nikki D. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is now a 4P, H3. Fourth time's a charm for Jimmy Kimmel. The late night host has been invited to host the Oscars again this next year. It will be his fourth time emceeing the awards show. You laugh because I'm right. You, you know jerk. I'm right. I'm You're like, not going to get through that I'm book. Like, well, I am going to read this book. And just to prove you wrong, I'm going to read it and come back and give you a book report, tell you what all the chapters are about. You watch. Yeah, I, that's what, you know what? It proved to me that you're reading the book. Yeah. Every chapter, I want mm-hmm. a book report. Oh, you're going to get Give one. me a paragraph of what you every chapter. You are going to get one. You're going to be a Hunger Games expert. Right. That sounds like a great last hour segment. Uh, <laughs> last hour, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? What's even better is we're just gonna have we're gonna play some nice light music, and we're gonna have Nikki D read a chapter the last hour of the show to you. And and if you can, if whoever can count how many words she screws up, we'll get a prize. That's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be called Book Time with Nikki D, and then that's the prize we're gonna have do. A good book and hopefully they'll call the morning show down the hall. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is returning as host of the Academy Awards for the second straight year. And this is going to be his fourth time overall. He came back and um, hosted again last year after the whole Will Smith slap debacle. They had 18.7 million views. And he also hosted in 2017 and 2018. He's a good, he's a good, he might be the prototype uh, award show host. You know, he's liked, he's Mm -hmm. respected. Uh, he he keeps it semi-vanilla. 
you know, which, I mean, if, if you're, you know, that's what you do. I mean, he's not Ricky Gervais who, who, who planned to come there and pipe bomb the situation. You know what I mean? That was uh, nuts. Yeah, K- Kimmel's good. You know who also is a really, really good, because that's a hard gig. That is a, the, the only award show people that have got it figured out and has a lot to do with the audience are the country music award shows. Like, it doesn't matter who they put up there. Mm-hmm. They're good. You know, Peyton Manning, Luke Bryan, Carrie Underwood, all those people are are good because they're accepted by their community and they know their jokes. Right. Hollywood's different. You've got a lot of pretentious putzes mm-hmm. and they're all very, you know, edgy. You know, it's, you know, it's a, I don't know if it's a California thing. You just can't take jokes, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, it, 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 he's good at, at, at knowing the room, but LO Cool J is a fantastic award show host. What did he host? Uh, he's hosted a, he hosts a bunch of different stuff. He's really, really good I didn't go back because he clips. comes across as a host as like, look, I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm having fun. I'm giving you the facts. And I got to tell you, if you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> I can see that <laughs> Because I'm LL Cool J and you're not. What are you going to do about it? Right, right. Because he's got that, you know, he's a mm-hmm. badass. So uh, he and Jimmy Kimmel, but you go back, you know, go back some decades. Billy Crystal, Steve Martin, Martin Short. They were the best. Bob Hope posted it 19 times. Well, Bob Hope had his thing every year, the oh. USO stuff. But, uh, the you know, those guys, when they hosted the award show, they would come out with an old-fashioned opening bit that was funny. It was song. It was dance. Mm-hmm. Very Broadway. Very, oh, yeah, I remember those. Yes, they used to do that. I am an old soul. I still love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I used to like those openings that went that way for sure. All right, second story. <coughs> yep, see, that's what happens when you read books. <coughs> you choke on the words. You Okay. <coughs> Yeah, my my first went down the wrong pipe. Ugh. First Nelson, well, no guy wants to hear that. <laughs> Thieves in Oakland have been taken down. H four. CHP says it made a three hundred fifty thousand dollar retail theft bust in golf this past week. Take some of my water. I've already got one down. I don't need two down. We're gonna, we're gonna get you. We're gonna. Yeah, excuse me, Sutter. We're gonna need a two bedroom, please. <laughs> Do you set up some microphones in there? Do you, you have Wi-Fi in this hospital room? <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that the big guy needs to be contained with the plastic because he's contained. I get that. But yeah, but my co-host, she's not contagious. She just swallows her own spit. <laughs> California Highway <laughs> Patrol have arrested some thieves who took more than three hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of stolen merchandise. They had this stuff in two different vehicles. They had a storage unit as well as having some of this stuff in their homes. They were able to find them through some tips that they got, and they arrested the people, and they're now being charged with stolen property and conspiracy to commit a crime. And it was all old Oakland A's merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle doesn't think that's funny. That's so funny. (laughs) Look at his face. We were talking to the break. I was like, oh, look at the the A's and go to Vegas. And there's some story like on TMZ about it. He's going to get upset with me. Oh. Because I was like, oh, that's smart in Vegas' part. You get professional sports teams. You know, you got the built-in audience. There's always going to be people in the seats. He really likes that team? I guess. Okay. I didn't even ask. I have an Oakland A's tattoo, bro. Oh, okay. He really loves the team. So to answer your question, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. He's a big fan. (laughs) So he didn't like the- That they're moving is legitimately crushing to me. Oh. Like, legitimately part of my youth and my childhood 
things I bonded with my parents over is just gone. How far so you're not going to support them anymore? Is that what you're the saying? Hell no. Oh, dang. absolutely not. How so far are you burning your jerseys and stuff? No, I won't do how, all that. They say Oakland. How far of a how far of a drive is Oakland from here? From here? Yeah. An hour and a half ish. Okay. Well, you can get to Vegas in less time. To go Get on watch, the plane. To go watch yeah, but the I live in the Bay Area. Okay. Well, I asked from here. So you live here. Because nope. you, you're working all the time. Sure. So yeah. after Good point. You, after, great, you know what? That's a great point. Touche me? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after your show, you just go to the airport, hop on a flight, and go watch a ball game, and then come back the next day. Yeah, totally. That's fine. Or that that's, night. That's feasible. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. You know, it's it's... There's always there's there's a will there's a way right. There is. Uh, all right, so uh, interested in the Skid Row ticket. So we're not you know we, we missed out on uh, like one of the little bitty games that we do just because uh, you know Nelson's all banged up, uh, so we couldn't do it. But I will give you the Skid Row tickets. They're going to be with Buck Cherry December sixteenth, Hard Rock Live. We'll take the best story on this one. There's a Colorado woman who's died. I'm not asking for people that have died to call in. So hang on for a second. Colorado woman who died in the Bahamas when she was on one of those excursions, which. You know, when I lived on that coast every year, our family would go and do these excursions. Actually, I know this excursion. Uh, and I'll tell you the whole story here in a minute. But if you have the best vacation horror story, all right? Ooh. Best vacation horror story. I think everybody's got one. Mm-hmm. You guys, I think, know mine. <laughs> yeah, you got to recap it for those who don't know. Yeah. I had a one of my daughter's friends die. And come back to life on one of our, yeah, look at Kyle's eyes. Very scary. So, uh, anyway, best vacation horror stories. We'll tell you what happened in the Bahamas. I'll tell you my story as well. 916-909-0985. 916-909-0985. Start lining up. First come, first serve. When we get a full phone bank, That <clears throat> excuse me, that's it, because we don't have anybody else to screen calls. So, uh, that's how that'll play. We'll take your phone calls here in a minute. Hang on. Welcome back to the program. Good morning. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nick D. Uh, Nelson not here once again because of his eye thing. We'll have him on here in about an hour. We do finally know what is wrong with him. Yes, we do. So if you've been following the story of Nelson and his eye, Nelson and his giant eye, and what's growing out of it, uh, stay tuned because at <laughs> 9, Nelson will be on to share all of the bad news. Part two. But Kyle's doing a great job filling in for him. We appreciate that. 916-909-0985. For those that are on hold, I'll get to you momentarily. For those that want to get in with uh, your vacation horror stories, use that number. Uh, for the best stories, going to get uh, tickets to Skid Row and Buck Cherry, the Gangs All Here Tour. It's going to be at the Hard Rock Live, December 16th, courtesy of Ni- uh, Live Nation. The reason why I ask that is, uh, or ask you to, to participate, is there's a story that happened in the Bahamas <clears throat> where a group of tourists went out on a boat, a private boat. And, you know, when you, I think, you know, you know, you go out and do these vacations, you go to Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know, on, on this coast, over on the East Coast, we go to the Bahamas. Uh, and we go to Nassau every year and stay at Paradise Island and Atlantis and stuff. You, you know, you know what an excursion is. You go take an excursion when you went to the Disney Resort in Hawaii. Um, you, yes, you, you we did, um, did the snorkeling and the river boat thing. Right, I'm so, always doing something. So, so that's what this was. It wasn't a, a cruise ship or nothing, but it was, so the waters got a little choppy and the boat started to sink. Mm-hmm. And you know, TMZ's got footage of this. Uh, they had this TikToker on that's taken. You know, of course. Footage of her being on there, and they're like, posted it on our social. Choppy ordeal caught on you. Well, the video is a little misleading. The video does not show this choppy ordeal. It's this girl laughing throughout the whole thing, going, We're sinking. Look at, we're sinking. That kind of thing. So finally, when they realized the boat was going down, 
Um, they they're like, okay, well, let's figure this out. They, no, the people that worked on the boat, the crew, like they panicked. They had no clue what to do to evacuate this boat, which was alarming to me. And and it's kind of nuts because I've seen emergencies happen on these excursions, mm-hmm. and the people there, the locals that run these different excursions, are actually really good, really really good. Not in this case, it, because you know what happened with me at at Atlantis, you know, yes. a couple years ago. You know, and again, we go, we would go every year and it would be right around my birthday, my wife's birthday, May, June. And this, this was about, uh, this was two years ago, two, three years ago now, I guess. Yeah. And my daughter took uh, two of her friends with her and there's this one area of the resort called the Cove and, uh, you know, it's, it's blocked off from the ocean. So it's not choppy waters and it's not even all that deep. And uh, the, the girls went out and go snorkeling and, you know, as soon as I am in the sun, I late, I go to sleep. And so we're like, it's not a big beach, but we were the farthest that we could be from the water, which was about 20 yards. So not that far. I lay down and I just, I'm out. I'm not drunk. I'm just tired. I'm just out. And, you know, my wife's there and she's, you know, probably on her phone or doing whatever. And it was her birthday. The girls take those, the the, the snorkeling stuff, but it's Mm -hmm. that all in one mask. They go out there and uh next thing i mean like literally like soon as they go out there i hear help 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 and i stand up and my first thought i'm in like a a blur and i'm like staggering down to the water because i just woke up and i'm still Mm -hmm. like half asleep i'm like a shark and then then i get my senses i'm like unless the shark jumped these rocks we're in a cove that's not it (laughs) where's my daughter and i see my daughter and she's got this stunned look on her face and i'm like where's her friends i see her other friend Mackenzie. And she's got this stunned look on her face. I'm like, where's Tatiana? Uh-huh. And I go, where's Tati? Oh, my God. This girl's like a daughter to us. She's, you know, been with us for, you know, 10, 12 years. Right. And so uh, the next thing I see is a group of people carrying a lifeless body out of the water. And it was Tatiana. Oh, my Tati. God. I have never, especially as a man, I get goosebumps when I tell this story. I've never felt so helpless in my life. And they laid her out on the beach, lifeless, a lifeless body, a lifeless little girl on the beach. You know, the girls were, I think, 16 at the time. That you're responsible for. That I'm responsible for. And I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Thank God there was a doctor there. And she comes over, and she was God sent, right? Yes. I I went down to my knees, and I started crying and praying to God. I was like, that is the only thing I have right now. Like when you hear these stories of people that say that during situations like that, you're like, mm. that's so cliche. You're not even that religious. You find religion real quick. Absolutely. That is the one yep. time where people who don't believe in something believe in something. Yep. Not that I'm a non-believer, but I'm just saying I, I that was the only thing that I felt like that I could do. This man wearing a Dallas Cowboys hat of all hats uh, comes over to me. Big guy. And he sees me and he puts his arm around me. He says, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And so, uh, the next thing is Tati, the, 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 the crew back to the, the crew there in the Bahamas, the, mm-hmm, Bahamian, there. the Bahamian people come over and start helping out. And she starts regurgitating, throwing up the water and, mm-hmm. and foaming at the mouth. Then they start to initiate CPR. Uh, and, and she comes back and it, I'm like, she's moving, she's moving. She's mm-hmm. alive. Like there's life there. Thank God. You know, and then we rush her to the hospital, and that's a whole other story in itself. But did you keep in touch with the doctor? I never. No, I never. I never. I never was able to find her. I, I reached out to the hotel. I was like, "Do you know who she is?" One of the people on the beach somehow, because I had posted the story on social media, mm-hmm. f- 
found me and reached out to me and said that they were there and they saw the whole thing. They saw wow. me. They saw me, you know, go down on a knee and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And they commented on that. But that was about the extent of it. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Jack in Sacramento, how are you? I'm doing good. All right. You got a you got a good uh, vacation horror story for us? Yeah, I do. All right. You want to share it? Yeah. All right. So, let's uh, do that. We were at Camp Fort West Lake in Sheridan. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my brother were swimming. The water's pretty murky there. It's pretty brown water. Yeah. And uh, we were we were by the dock. We were swimming around, and my uncle was the only one keeping an eye on us. And uh, a jet ski pulled into the, the dock when we were swimming around, and my brother came up under the jet ski. It hit him in the head and knocked him out, like, under the water. Oh. And uh, luckily, my uncle was watching because, like, I, I wasn't really paying attention. And uh, he dove in, pulled my brother out. Same thing, like a lifeless body, pretty much. But yeah, yeah he, had, he had like a split down his whole forehead. Wow. Brother, like, how, how, how old were you and your brother at the time? Uh, I want to say like 11 and 12. Okay, so you guys are kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Kid. Did, did the jet skier know that he hit your brother? Did he stop to try to help? I or did think you... so. I, my brother was like under the water, you know? And so like he came up as the guy was pulling in. And it hit him like directly in the head. Yeah, but but what I was saying was it like a hit and run where the guy never knew what he did? No, no, he he parked his he parked the jet ski. He didn't even know until my uncle pulled my brother out of the water. Uh, he was like, "Oh my god!" I didn't even see him. Like he didn't even see us there. So your brother okay? Yeah. Yeah, he's oh, fine. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, like, let's make sure these stories are pretty good. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like, like, like still alive. Like, I would have told you my story if it ended horribly. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been like a bit killer, right? Like, oh, yeah. thanks, Bailey. Yeah. Thanks for setting that up for us. The guy in a cowboy's hat. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's all you remember. The anyway, she's hat. no longer with us. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, she's dead. Uh, no, she's she's alive. She's fine. She's good. She's actually going to be here in a couple weeks. So, so uh, does your brother now have a lifelong scar from the jet ski? Uh, yeah, he does. That's across his forehead. That's badass. Chicks yeah, that's that a good stuff. story. It's a jet scar. Yeah, a jet scar. All right, hang on. Well, let me get some more of these. Hold on. 916-909-0985. Those Skid Row tickets. Uh, yeah, and, and Nikki, I'm surprised you haven't jumped in here. With what? Uh, well, you're Vegas. That was a horror story. Oh, that was a horror story, but we all survived. Yeah. I mean, we just didn't do anything. It doesn't fun. have it doesn't have to be an injury story. I mean, these aren't just injury stories. When you went to it was that might have been one of the worst vacations I've like you are late, your plane gets delayed, your it friends does. can't check in because it's under your name. Yep. You go to Vegas for the very first time. And go to bed every night at like 10 o'clock. I did. We were old ladies trying to do Vegas. We did not do a good job. And you're right. I have never had my flight delayed. And I fly everywhere, all over the country. And I was stuck in that airport for hours. Before you even got off the plane, your girlfriends were mad at you. They were. Well, oh one of them God. was. My other friend, she <laughs> understood. But my one friend, she was pissed at me. Uh, 916-909-0985. <laughs> yeah, Kyle? I got a quick, can I do a quick Vegas one? Mo- Monique, is it okay if Kyle does a quick story? Yeah, sure. She's so my buddy invites me down to Vegas. He's like, come out. We got a room for you. If you fly down, we got you a room. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. It turns out got me a room was I'm the sixth dude in this one room. And they're like, you'll figure it out. And I had to sleep on the floor in Vegas. And then they all left early Sunday morning, leaving me to walk around the strip at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. No more depressing place in the universe. Uh, you're right. That is true. Uh, when the streets are the strip's empty and you're the only one. 
Oh my god! Yeah. I walked into the CVS and the lady's like, "What are you doing here? Go home." You and a clearance hooker. It's yeah, like the worst. I've been there, done that. Her name is Cindy. But that's uh, or his name is Cindy. But that's Was. but but that's uh, but that's part. That's that's Vegas though. Like you mm-hmm. have to have those Vegas trips. No doubt. That's what I was telling Nikki. I was like, you have to have that Vegas trip. Now, if you're going to Hawaii or Cabo or something mm-hmm. like that, that's a different world. You, you want it all, you know? Great. Yeah. Vegas has to be like we. One of my first times there, free room at Sahara, which no longer exists. Uh, the, there was blood on the walls, and there was a leak, and we called down, and they were like, yep, yeah, that's just how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sahara. That's why, it's a, that's why it's a free room. <laughs> Monique in Sacramento, what's your vacation horror story? Okay, so this was last summer, actually. My Me and my best friend got tickets to go to a concert. Mm-hmm. I was so stoked about going to see Tesla. Mm-hmm. I love Tesla. I love the 80s rock bands, mm-hmm. so... We're rushing up there. We kind of didn't plan very well. We just a last minute fly by the seat of your plant pants trip. So we get up there. We're running late. We got there. The show was awesome. I, I was drinking. So I started drinking. I was drinking all day. And um, then some guys at the concert invited us to go afterwards yeah. to the bar at the casino. Mm-hmm. And so I was drinking more, drinking more, drinking a lot. I was having a blast. Um, then my friend, um, for some reason, she started being not fun anymore. And since I was pretty... Um, Alcohol poisoning. Had you been drinking? Alcohol poisoning will do oh. that to you and your friends. <laughs> yeah. I was just on one. I was on one. And then I started getting a little bit mm, combative. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So me and my friends, start, we started arguing because I was like, why are you sitting there like a lump lump on a log and not dancing like, like me and having a good time? Uh-huh. So then we got into a fight in the bathroom, and then eventually we went out back out in the casino, and the security was watching me because I guess I was being loud uh-huh. or combative. Yeah, combative. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unruly. I was being unruly. All right, time to land your plane, Monique. <laughs> time to land it. You got to land it. What happened? What was the end result? So, okay, okay. So, so the security was watching me, and I actually, I'm not proud to say, I slapped my friend in the face. Uh-huh. And so they called the police on me. I got arrested. And went to jail? Put in jail overnight. I now, mind you, I'm in a town that I've never been in. I don't know the area. Uh-huh. I don't know where the casino is when I get out in the next morning. They just kept me overnight to get sober. Yeah. So I get up, get out the next morning. They just let you out. My phones were dead. I had no money left. I didn't know where my car keys were. All right. My we, friend's at the casino. I don't know what happened to her if she left because she rode with me. Right. My car's at the casino parking garage. Hey, Monique. Yeah. I get it. It was a bad night. <laughs> I want to put you on hold. It it's, it's, it's going. It's going. I, I think you could go for another couple of days on the story. <laughs> So, okay, I'll uh, yeah, wrap it up. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, no. I'm not even going to give you the opportunity to do that because it's I, over. It's over. Go. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's <laughs> 20 seconds or less, Monique. Remember? Uh, but, but keep it tight. I'm, hold on. I'm going to assume everything's okay. You're still not drinking, or you still are drinking. You are drinking. You're probably drinking right now, right? No. Not right now. I'm supposed to be in work. Okay. Probably gonna be late. Okay. Well, don't be late. Hold on. Maybe you'll win. Sounds like Monique wanted to go to No Friends Giving. No, she slapped her friend in the face. Actually, when you know it's the voice, so I thought that's what she was calling. I was like, yeah, I'll take you in the middle of this. <laughs> it's fine. We should invite her. I was like, 
I want you to do the prayer because we'll never get to the food. No. <laughs> like I've never I've never done a bit where somebody said the prayer and was so long winded like a Monique that we actually have to change the name of it to the No Friends Christmas Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> a whole nother holiday. Uh, Eric in Grass Valley, I bet you can't out to Monique's story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could be that long-winded. <laughs> what do you got? Go ahead, quick. So, summer vacation, teenagers, we went down to the river. We'd go to jump off this bridge. We always jump off. It's like 60 feet over the water. Uh, I go to jump from a higher point than we usually do, and I get to the bottom, and I tell my buddy to do the same. He loses his balance and jumps anyway. He doesn't clear the rock hits the back of his head on the rock but it's underwater so we don't see it yeah so he doesn't come up the guy up top of the bridge says he's not coming up i run skip over to the area dive down he's like 20 25 feet down on the bottom floor just flopping blood coming out of ears eyes everywhere um hooked him up he's like twice my size put my arms under his shoulders kicked him up to the surface by the time i got him there i was smoked another buddy grabbed him and uh, he's just blue in the face, all that. And some dude that was a paramedic comes down, and he's like, just bring him to the shore. We'll get ambulance here. We're like, he's not breathing, man. And uh, he goes, don't do anything. You'll kill him. If his back's broken, you're going to kill him. And I just look at my buddy. I'm like, squeeze him, dude. And he squeezes him, and he coughs up all the water. Instantly comes back to life. Thank God you did that, Dang. right? Wow, that's a yeah. good, that's, wow. that's a, you know, and I, are you, you're still friends with this guy here. Medical professional here. You're still friends with this guy yeah. today? Yeah, still friends with him, and we were drinking a beer later that night. Yeah, this dude, I, I'm hoping when you guys drink beers together, he picks up the tab. <laughs> that is a, like, I owe you forever, like, kind of kind of thing, right? No. Because yeah, he, he was pretty stoked. You know, how old? How, <laughs> we uh, we stopped stoked. jumping off bridges after that. Well, how old were you when this happened? Like 16, 17. Yeah, we used to do that too. Like, we bridge jumping. How old are you now? What are you? I'm 41. Okay, so, you know, 48. So, you know, around the same time. I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but I know when I was in high school, we'd jump off bridges and we would do it at night, you know, because it was scarier, yeah. right? That was a thing. We yeah? used to do it everywhere, all up and down the river, find the highest thing we could. And, that was about the end of it. Yeah, like you thought, you know, chicks are going to dig me. Look how badass I am. I'm jumping off a bridge at night. And, and then you hear Eric's story, and it's like, you know what? Maybe it's just not that cool. It is not cool at all. <laughs> so it's you guys that are the reason my mom goes, well, if Billy jumped off a bridge, would you jump too? Yep. No, that's the boomer generation. They actually never jumped. So it's their fault that they have that saying, you know, the, you know, like, yeah, what, yeah. You know, don't be a follower, be a leader. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Unfortunately, that uh, whole follower leader thing has been, you know, gone away with with time. But, you know, so Gen X just took it literally. It was like, oh, yeah, huh, I'm going to jump. You know, but we didn't understand <laughs> it was a metaphor. Right. right. <laughs> Where I'm still it's looking. Actually, yeah, Billy's kind of badass. I'm, st- I'm still, uh, hold on a second. I'm still looking to walk uphill both ways to school in the snow. I'm taking that literally. Uh, what's that, Eric? You want to do what? Quick plug for my charity. Absolutely. I run the Nevada County Toy Run. Yeah. It's a big motorcycle event. We do a parade with about 1,500 motorcycles that bring toys and food to kids in need. Cool. Uh, we feed about 1,500 kids every year. It's yeah. Saturday, December 9th, okay. 12 noon at the Eric Rude Center in Nevada City, California. Very cool. Feel free nice. to throw that up on our social media, too, and we'll get the word out for you, all right? I will. Thank uh, you very much, guys. Have uh, a good day. No, no, no. Hold, no, on. hold on for a second. Yeah, yeah. I think you are, actually. Go ahead. You want to pick a winner? I was going to vote for Eric. I was going to say Eric, too. <laughs> Kyle, you going to say Eric? Yeah, I think I got to go Eric. Okay. I was hey, going to pick Nikki D, actually. Hey, hey Eric, congrats. <laughs> we're going to give you these tickets uh, for Skid Row and uh, Buck Cherry, okay? 
Oh, right on. Yeah, I you... didn't even know there was something to win. Yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. You could be wanting to name a sound from the bit down the hall. I don't know. Now, and you, you know what? If you want to take, I mean, if you want to go, I mean, this is going to be a great show at the Hard Rock Live on the 16th that of December. Awesome. But if not, you know, you can auction them off for your charity or something. So hang on, okay? R- Right on. Thank you. Yeah, man. What a cool uh, dude right there. Yeah. You know? So, anyway. So, those are... Uh, those. Are, by the way, in this uh, story in the Bahamas, uh, unfortunately, an elderly woman died. Yeah, 75 years old. The problem is when they were jumping off of the boat, because the water was so choppy, it was still going over a lot of their heads. So, especially mm. if you aren't a swimmer, and she probably was older, she's already got the wind knocked out of her jumping off of a ship, and she probably couldn't take it. Well, you know, I'm guessing she probably didn't have a a life vest on either. No, they said everybody did end up getting life vests, but still, even with the life vests on when they jumped off, the water was going over their heads because of the swells being so high. Yeah, I'm surprised that the the crew on this thing wasn't better. Like I said, every experience, and I've seen emergencies. Like, I busted my head open doing, uh, doing an excursion, and they were always really good. I've seen emergencies where they've had to tend to people before. Uh you know, even something as silly as uh, we were uh, uh, snorkeling and a woman lost her wedding ring. And one of the, the Bahamian guys on the ship, mm-hmm. or on the boat, not a ship, but on the boat, you know, as soon as she says it, he goes, where? And she points. He jumps down without any gear on Dang. in the water and finds it. Wow. Now, that's That's good. wild. That's dope. Yeah, yeah it was Holy pretty badass. Smoke. Yeah. Dang. He was like, got it. Here you go. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, the water's clear. It's beautiful. I'm like, dude, how did you find that? I mean, it's still like 15 feet of water. Mm-hmm. And, like, you knew exactly where to go. I mean, maybe it sparkled or just got lucky. Who knows? All right. Well, thanks for those that participated. We we appreciate that. Uh, Nelson will join us here at the top of the hour. And I guarantee you have never heard of what it is that he has. I've never heard of it before. But we did some research, and we found out how you get it. Mm-hmm. And that'll be an opportunity for us to say, told you so. Anyway, uh, you know. You get some bad tattoos. There is a run of a specific tattoo, and this is just recently where a lot of people were getting this certain tattoo, and it sounded like a great idea at the time, but we're finding out now it was a horrible decision that a lot of you might have made to get this tattoo. I'll tell you what that is here in a minute. Hang on. It's always funny to see people that regret their tattoos. You know, I remember when we had Jelly Roll on, and, you know, he's the epitome of tattoos. I was like, do you regret any of the tattoos? He says, yeah, 95% of them. <laughs> I, was, I didn't expect him to give that answer, right? You know, you look at people like that, and you're like, you know, you're all in. I know Nelson regrets his big uh, whatever it is on his forearm. He has a fireball. He has a fireball on his forearm. You know, and if you remember back in the early 2000s, the trendy thing to do, and I, you know, got it. I, toot my own horn here. I was a visionary. I knew it was going to look douchey is uh, let's get some barbed wire or some uh, tribal ink, you know, Ugh. or 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 let's get some uh, Chinese writing, you know. Let's 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 get the country we'll eventually go to World War 3 with some writing with. It's just absolutely silly stuff that people will get, you know. I I have my theory on tattoos is and I know here it's a lot different than uh, than other places. Like I, I've never seen so many tattooed people. Like here I've learned is that like you can't be you, you can't be a 20, 30, even 40-something individual without at least an entire leg tattooed. I've never seen so many legs, like enti- like sleeves, but they're legs tattooed. And it's just very- I want to I argue with you, but I have a giant one on my, on my thigh. No, no, no. Not, no, not a tattoo on your leg. Like the entire leg. I've, seen, mm. I've never seen so many legs uh, 
Entire sleeves, that's what they call them. Leg, leg sleeves. sleeves. Leg yeah. sleeves mm-hmm. in my life. So you know, I guess each into their own. Uh, but in the early 2000s, it was the tribal tattoo and it was the barbed wire. And I remember telling a buddy of mine, I said, uh, I said, are you sure you want to do this? Because he was in good shape, you know, he had good arms and stuff. I said, you know, you're in your 20s right now and it's you look fine. Good. But you have to kind of, you know, look to the future, you know, when, when you get your tattoo, mm-hmm. your arms aren't going to be this size. That barbed wire is not going to be as 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 crisp, as, as tight as it is. Now. It's going to look like it's going to need somebody to fix the fence, you know, in about 10, 10, 15 years. And I'm still friends with this guy, and I was right, you know. I mean, obviously, you don't keep the same size as you did in your twenties, nope. and it looks kind of goofy now for the younger generation, like the teens that are getting tattoos. My daughter is a part of this. It's getting it on their forearm, mm-hmm. which is surprising to me because as a 48-year-old guy, it was always, you know, when we, you know, the, the tattoo boom kind of came with us, you know, like uh, late, uh, early 2000s, the tattoo boom. Yeah, I would say that. That's when everybody was going and, and getting them on their backs. All my friends were getting the lower back tattoos. Oof. Okay, so that was another trend, the, mm-hmm. the, the tramp, tramp stamp. Stamps. Yeah, my wife's got one, mm-hmm. all right? She wants to get rid of it, you know, but she got a big one. She's a big tramp. You know, all, <laughs> all over her back. You know, so so the the thing is now is they get it on their forearms and they get writing, you know, lyrics to songs. A lot of people have lions for some reason too. So the thing, and I told her, and she got it, and she didn't even, not that she had to clear it with me because she's 18, but I wish she would have talked to me first. So you could have uh, guided her to put it somewhere else possibly. Yeah, I was a little... I was a little disappointed. Inside forearm? Outside forearm? No, the thing is it's the inside forearm. That's mm-hmm. the new trendy thing to do. And are we going... Parallel or perpendicular? Well, it, I think they're both, to be honest with you. But it's it's from wrist to, to elbow crease. Okay, okay, so it goes parallel. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah, but it, it does go across as well. So you say, like, there's like she's got she's got it all over the place. Like like she's got lyrics up and down, and she got lyrics side to side. How many did she get? She's got like three different ones. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. I just thought she had That's the cool. one. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of spotty though. Like, I mean. It, it's it, it looks class. I'm not going to say it doesn't look classy. And I've seen a lot of like girls have it like this. It kind of looks cool, but it also looks barcoded. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're branded, which you know, I'm not a fan of. Anyway, I've got my theories on tattoos. It doesn't mean it has to be your theory. But there was another trend, and this was not that long ago. And this was a trend of people getting the Spotify logo and the barcode tattooed. So if you scan it with your phone, it'll pull up your favorite song. I have never wanted a tattoo. I have zero tattoos. When I read this story, I want a tattoo, and I want it right above my heart now, and I'm going to do the Michelle A song, Something in My Heart. I think that would be so cool, and I would be cool to do that. Okay, so you you okay, you okay, want to do the barcode. I do. Okay, you want to do the So I'm getting ready to tell you, if you read the story, you know what I'm about to say. People are regretting getting the barcode. Well, if you go to a, the, a good artist, because one of the artists in these articles says that she does it on paper first, scans it, makes sure that it works, and if she puts it on your body and it doesn't scan, she gives you the tattoo free. It doesn't matter how good of a tattoo artist you are, your body is going to change, and that's what people are saying, that they regret getting this Spotify tattoo, is because now the barcode doesn't work because their skin is wrinkled. Yeah, but still, it's, <laughs> it's it a fades. cool story. Huh? It's all about the story. You say that all the time. That would still be an amazing story to be like, well, what does your tattoo mean? Oh, it's the lyrics to something in my heart. Over my heart. 
No, but Come it's on. not the lyrics. That's kind of a banger. Hold on. It's kind of dope. It's two different things, though. In. You're talking about getting lyrics, right? No, the barcode. Okay. The lyrics to the song, like the name of the song, I will be able to tell people what it is, even if it doesn't scan. Well, get the lyrics then, but the barcode's not going to work, so you're just going to be branded above your breast, and it's not going to go anywhere. But it's going to be cool. That's not cool. And you're going to oh and you're going to have a Spotify you just br- don't want me to be cool. I no, I, I'm trying to help you. From I support you, Nikki. Thank you, Kyle. I have a bunch of tattoos. I have zero, and I'm I want to be cool, and I want to get a, a scanned a barcode from Spotify. Okay, so here's the deal. You get that. Okay? <laughs> Please. I support you. <laughs> get, it, remember this in about know, a couple years if we're still here. Okay. I mean, just, just remember this, mm-hmm. because I'm going to give you what I'm going to tell Nelson here in about 30 minutes. I told you so. <laughs> Because you know how much I love the I told you so. I know you do. What did you do about six years ago, five years ago? I got piercings. No, you got something uh, shrunken up. Oh, I got my breast reduced. Right. It wasn't that many years ago. At one time, how long ago? Three. It was three. Three years ago. At one time, Nikki D had these gigantic, humongous boobs. These jugs were gigantic. I mean, they were buoys. I mean, they would get in her way. Like, to the point where she had to have surgery, right? <laughs> I had surgery because I had back problems. Right, because they were so huge yeah, and heavy. Yeah, they were, they were big. I mean, these things were gigantic. That's bananas. Uh, w- no, bigger than bananas. They're watermelons. <laughs> and so, so my point is, is that, you know, if you have to get that done again, or as you continue to lose weight, you look great, by the way. Thank you. As you continue to lose weight, your body, your skin's going to shrink. And you're really going to have to explain to people, that, what song is it again? Something in my heart. Whatever. Something in my heart. You're going to like, oh, here's a barcode. And also, I'm advertising Spotify on my breast. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere because my boobs keep shrinking. Yeah. But it'll, I'll have a story. You're missing my whole point. That's it. I'll have a what, story. Why does it matter to you what other people do with their bodies? It doesn't. I'm just she's my friend. I'm just trying to look. I'm just reading the story. I'm it just matters tell- a lot to you. <laughs> but, you're look, very passionate about this. Here's the thing is uh, you do what you do. But uh, just remember what I'm saying. That's all. There's two tattoos now that I actually want to get. I want to oh. get that barcode because it's cool, and I want to get a ankle foot tattoo. Why don't you get that QR code behind you that goes to thebaileyshow.com? <laughs> get that one right on the ass. Now no. that one pays your bills. The Spotify one does. Well, it did it one time, but not anymore. <laughs> I was supposed to say Spotify did it. Wait, wait till if we go back to that platform, then I'll then let get you. Spotify? Then you can do it. Okay. But right now, get that. That you know what? That QR code that goes to thebaileyshow.com behind you. That would look great on your boob. No, it wouldn't. It's that, just a big square. I don't know. Well, you can uh, make it any size. You know, you put the little logo in there and stuff. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's one thing. I am one of the probably very few radio people. That always deters listeners, you know, eventually, you know, like, especially if we catch on to this market or something that eventually somebody want to get a tattoo or you know, it's all radio bit kind of thing. I've always deterred uh, listeners from doing that. I just think I'm like, dude, this show's not going to last forever. <laughs> it's like you don't want to do this. None of your tattoos is your own brand. No, my... I've always wondered about people that tattoo themselves a lot. They never put their own brands. No, I they don't. They have people's names. They have all kinds of stuff on them. I could be selling insurance in three months. Who knows what I'm going to be doing? You know, no. I I have I have a story on my arm, and that's I always that's my with tattoos. I've always thought that they should be you know sentimental. A story. A story. Mm-hmm. That's not a story that I goes a to a story. song. I have a story. God love country on my arm, and the everyday struggle between good and evil. That's mm-hmm. deep. Right? That is deep story. I got yeah. the angel, the good angel, and the bad angel, the devil, and they're fighting. 
with the most awesomest weapon ever, the German battle mace, you know, and they're fighting. You're and obsessed it, with those battle maces. And then the, the one girl's got, because the only reason I have that is because my cross moved. Because what? My original tattoo was a cross. Oh, and it moved because your skin changed. It, I, I don't know why it moved. I swear to God, this thing was center arm. And then I woke up one day and it was like on the back of my arm. Oh, now that might not be a skin thing. That might be a Jesus thing. He moved it. Could, pot, that's what I you think. You should have left it there. Jesus moved my tattoo. It's, it's a new Carrie Underwood song. Jesus moved my tattoo. Right. He moved it. <laughs> have crosses to bear. So, Jesus, so, Jesus. So it looked weird because it was like back by my tricep almost. So I went to my tattoo guy and he was like, well, let's make a shield. And let's, let's do this thing. And I was like, yeah, cool, because I had an idea. Uh-huh. So it, we, you know, it was already draped with the American flag. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle, as my grandmother's initials. But now it's in the middle of the shield of the good angel uh-huh. fighting off the bad angel. And that's your grams. Love it. But you can't scan it. And you never have to worry about not going anywhere. Yeah, but I also have a story with my scan. People oh. will ask me about it because you'll be able to see it. You know what? I apologize. I'll pay for your tattoo. Okay, thank you. Just so I can be that's right. That's really nice. Just so I can be right. Well, I'm going to go to her this weekend see how much it costs. To get a barcode. <laughs> He's going to pay for it. Can you brand me, please? <laughs> All right, third round of headlines. What you got there? I'm going to tell you why people are upset with Target and who's sending ashes to space. Oh, no. All right, two big stories from today. Get your third round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all You remember that, young Kyle. Somebody asks you, what are you doing? You're being Kyle. Because Kyle's awesome. You don't want to be a Paul. You want to be a Kyle. Remember that. I'm going to get that quote tattooed across my chest. Right under the Bailey Show logo. Yeah, Can I sign that quote for you? I'm just being a Kyle. Yeah, and then you autograph it in pen, and then my tattoo artist will go over it. That'll be great. (laughs) All right, third round of headlines. Thanks, our friends at Good Guys Heating and Air. Their phone number, 530-GOOD-AIR. All right, go ahead, please. People want Target to go take a nap. H5. A controversy over Pride Month products is causing headaches for retail giant Target. It says safety is behind its decision to halt some sales. Target is facing criticism from conservatives over its Christmas ornaments. They have a range of Christmas decorations available this year including Santas of various ethnicities in wheelchairs and toy soldiers carrying the LGBTQ plus pride flag and wearing a rainbow hat. Now they have suffered some losses for their previous um, pride displays and merch that they've had out. People have been boycotting Target. Some people wrote online, if you go woke, you go broke. Oh, I hate that term woke. (laughs) It's so overplayed, right? You know, like you, you know, there's a lot of things that people do that I don't agree with either. You know, like nobody likes, and, and this is more the problem is that and, and I and I kind of agree with this, right, where you want uh, a, a generic brand. And when I say generic, a brand that caters to all mm-hmm. that's trying to get everybody's money and provide mm-hmm. service or products for everyone to, to be vanilla, to right. stay in the middle, to stay neutral. OK, well, we don't live in that world anymore. No, nope. people take sides and, you know, you're you'll never change someone's opinion. And really, to be honest with you, if someone has an opinion, they really shouldn't have to change it. No. Right? Because, you know, and that's what I've learned over the years is that what I think and believe, uh, 
I don't. I'm not trying to force feed it down someone else's. That's what throat. I was getting ready to say. You're always entitled to your opinion. You just can't force your opinion on me. So don't sweat what you can't control. And if you're one of the individuals that's upset with Target, you're not wrong because that's how you. That's what you believe, right? But how can you be upset but, that Target's letting them have sand in a wheelchair? It, 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 there's no. There's no. There's no under. That doesn't. I mean, it, are, if you're not in a wheelchair, why are you? If you're not affected by it, but you're, you're go do, to another shelf. You're doing what I'm saying, though. Like you don't have to understand why that person feels that way or agree with it. My point is, is that that person, you're not going to change that business. So take your business elsewhere. Exactly. And that, and that's that. Then you, then you distance yourself, uh, because there are people that want that. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they're catering to those people. Exactly. And and that's what I think one of the biggest problems is, is everybody's trying to change everyone else. Well, this is the way we do it. This is the way we've always done. it. This is the way that works. And I'm going to tell you why it works, because I've got this piece of paper and it's got numbers on it. And it's not that I'm I'm trying to change anybody's mind. It's just being inclusive. I just don't understand why people are upset that you want to include somebody in something. Uh, because they don't want to include it, and but you you, you can't argue with that's the way they feel, right? Mm-hmm. And you can get you know I've got a lot of friends that feel differently about a lot of things that I feel about, but you know what? When we have that conversation, I never once will say you're wrong, uh, and 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 they and for the to, to their credit, they won't do the same. They'll do the same. They won't say I'm wrong. Can't be wrong, but you can have a conversation about it. You can, right? And that's what you need to do. So just don't go there, or don't buy the the handicap Santa. That's the simplest thing to do. I do have questions about Handicap Santa, though. What questions do you have? You know, it's a little far-fetched. There's no, I mean, just being realistic, there's no way he's going, like, one, where does he put it in his sleigh? That's your beef with Santa. And two, (laughs) how does he climb up the roof if he can't walk and then get down the chimney and then get back up there if he's got leg issues? So, like, as far as looking at it in a logical way... (laughs) It doesn't make much sense. Yeah, totally. That's what doesn't make sense. I'm not looking sure. at it as a, what you said, woke Earmuffs way. kids. I'm, I'm looking at it as a logical way. So if a kid goes in there and goes, what what happened to Santa? Did he get in an accident? And is he coming this Christmas? Because, you know, a kid's going to know there's no way he's going to get up there. And if he does get his wheelchair in the sleigh, does he get to park it up front at the mall? <laughs> Definitely. That's where he parks his sleigh at. So I've got a lot of questions about the, the handicap Santa, to be honest with you. Sure. You understand? Well, right target. Okay, I will. Thank you. Second there'll story. There'll be, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, what? No, there, there'll just, there'll be, I think, a, a, there would be a better understanding in the world if people understood that including A doesn't mean necessarily discluding B well, or excluding B. So I'm going to get that tattooed on me. As yeah. you should. And I want you signed it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll do the tattoo. All right, second story. Going to the moon may be easier than we thought. Age six. In the past, people were buried in the ground or cremated, but now... You can have your ashes blasted into space. <laughs> blasted. Oh, That's I cool. love her. Physics professor Kenneth Ohm is sending his DNA to the moon with the hope that someday advanced humans or aliens may find it and clone him. Now, I didn't know that this was something that's been going on for a while. Uh, this company, Celestis, a Texas-based company, they've been launching cremated remains into space since 1997. I bet you they'll also uh, sell you a star. You know, you can well, I've heard about the purchase a dolphin thing. and, you know, you'll get a letter each month from the dolphin. And I, oh, I, you say you don't believe it? I, we I, adopted turtles at, at the Marathon Turtle Hospital. Yeah, I think this is kind of. They kinda, send us letters all the time. I think this is kind of gimmicky a little bit. 
Well, no, right. this is a real company, and they have the people's ashes that they've already launched up into space. And uh, this- I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I, you know, I mean, you're going to be you're going to go through a couple of generations, I think, until you find some aliens to clone you. Do you know yeah, what that? Know do you know what the, the company's called? What? what? Nasha. Oh, very good. That was good. Give yourself a round Thank of applause. Thank you. I <laughs> oh, get an applause for that too. Wow, go me. That Look was a good go. joke. No, I'm not too swift with the good jokes like that, but that, that was, was a good really, one. That was strong. That was real strong. I'm glad you're here today. <laughs> 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 we wouldn't have got that joke if he wasn't. So we have a medical term. Yes, we do. For what is wrong with our Nelson. And my mom has researched it. I've done some research, too. <laughs> she sent me your mom, right up. <laughs> me and your mom have come up with the same conclusion from our medical research. Yes. I've never met your mom. She's a top six person I know. It's not even close. Of why our boy Nelson is uh, is having eye issues. And just when we thought it's getting better, mm-hmm. we find out this morning. You haven't found this out yet, but you will here in a minute. It might be getting worse. Yes, 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 Lord. So we'll talk with Nelson here in just a few minutes. Hang on. Appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. Uh, talk to Nelson here in just a second. He's on the phone, not in the studio because of his eye problem. We now know what it is, though. Kyle filling in, doing a great job. Uh, we got a little bit of an issue. We do. Uh, it's Nikki's fault. How is it my fault? I don't know. Whose fault is it? It's definitely not mine. It's his. It's who's his? It's Nelson's fault. It's no, definitely Nelson's fault. It's he's not here. The number. Right. Exactly. No, Nelson wasn't here, so I couldn't be back there. And Nikki's oh, doing a million things. What were gosh. we just talking about I did before not we went know on this the air? What you were talking about? We Jesus. do. This is my fault. I yes. swear to God, you're a blonde. But it's white really girl. Nelson's fault. You're I right. swear to God, definitely. You're right. Sometimes I have blonde moments. Okay, listen. All right. So the big fat bribe song of the day, the song you're listening for for the five hundred dollars, is Godier, someone that I used to know. That's yes. the song. So we had a winner earlier. Cecilia. Uh, Cecilia. We're going to have a winner later on in the day. You know, it could be Mickey here after 10. Who knows? So keep listening for that. Be caller 18. You know the whole gimmick. Uh, but we already had our winner this morning. Yes. And Cecilia was our winner. She was, but I wrote her number down it incorrectly somehow. It is her fault. It's just, my. I mean, it's my fault. It. I wrote the number okay. down wrong. So I, I need her to call me back so I can get her correct number. Or you're not getting you know your duckies. I think it's I think it's Cecilia's fault because she said the number wrong. <laughs> she purposely didn't want the money. <laughs> She's like you and your stupid radio contest. Solve yourself of responsibility. Blame no, I'm the still consumer. Blame Nelson because he's not here. Kyle would have got it right. So I hope Cecilia is still listening, or somebody knows Cecilia. I'm sure at some point in time when she's no- going to reach out when nobody calls her, she's like wanting to go to get you know. Her Wetzel's pretzels with uh-huh. her kids. And she's going to be like, okay, y'all, where's my money? Here is my coins. All right. Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. How are you, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm I'm doing great. Yeah. I got good news. Okay. First, before the good news, let's talk uh-huh. about the bad news. Oh, the bad news about the other eye? No. I want to have easy. Oh. We're not hey, there what, yet. what happened with the other eye? Hold on. Hold on. Everybody oh. slow down. <laughs> Let me handle this. Gotta mm-hmm. stop just having us guess things amiss. You gotta you know, just talk about yeah. what you're trying to talk Land the about. Plane. <laughs> I try to give you good news first. No. So Nelson is out uh-huh. with an eye issue. We thought it was pink oh, eye. Yeah. And then uh-huh. we didn't know what it was. He goes to the ER. Nikki D's there holding his hand. And the doctor still doesn't know. 
So he goes to the eye doctor yesterday, and we finally find out what it is, and it's called what? Cellulitis. Cellulite. has nothing to do with cellulite, right? No, and I asked that, too. They said, I said, I got the cottage cheese eyes. And he goes, no, that's cottage cheese thighs. You've got cellulitis. Oh, very good. Cellulitis. Oh, the doctor has a sense of humor. He got jokes. He got jokes. (laughs) And you get cellulitis by my research and uh, Mama D's research Mm -hmm. by having dirty fingernails. No, he didn't say anything about dirty fingernails. No, he didn't. This says good hygiene and skin care can help prevent cellulitis. This is what my mom sent me from her research. This is our research. Oh, oh, you know what? Where you getting that from? Mama D. Yeah, and me. I did research. I'm not stupid. I know WebMD.com. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm also a WebMD, so just dial it back. Well, you <laughs> you have to cut your fingernails because that's why you got, you got eye problems. Cut no, them or clean no them? I do not. I'm not cutting, I'm not cutting nothing. All right, and this is what my theory is. Which is what? Is that because you don't cut your nails, and they're long and sharp like Freddy Krueger. Okay. And they've got so much dirt underneath, it's a, it's a double whammy. When he, when he plays with his eyes, he, mm-hmm. he cut his eye. That's what happened. Yep. He, he cut his eye, and then when he cut his eye, he inserted the grossness oh, under the fingernail. Oh, that's what my dad You're so said. There's no, there's no cuts to my eye. I'm just saying. You don't know you cut it. It's paper thin. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So what's wrong with the other eye? Uh, It's got it now. So it jumps. It's it's jumped eyes, yes. Okay. Is is the first eye getting better and the second eye now is getting worse? Yeah. First eye better. Second eye now pinkness. I mean, what are we? And it's crusty. Now you got to open up that third eye, dog. But even when he says better, what (laughs) do you mean by better? It just isn't swollen because it's still really red. I know, but red is fine, but it's not like lumpy. Ugh. Oh God! The <laughs> I, I was lumpy. Yeah, it was. It looked like you had worms in it. Mm-hmm, something was coming yeah. out of it. It looked pretty bad. So, are you still contagious? Yeah, no, that was my eye. It was bulging. Yeah. Are you still contagious? Yeah. Okay. Now, are you contagious? I'm again? so contagious it's moved across eyeballs. Right. So you're double contagious. Now you got to start the process all over again. No, I don't think so. I called them and they said, "Well, you got an appointment with him tomorrow, so we'll worry about it tomorrow." So I've started extra drops. I wasn't putting drops in the right eye. Now I got drops in the right eye, left eye. So that the, the, I guess my question now is: Okay, you're definitely not coming with us uh, on Sunday. No, no, we cannot risk that. We oh, can't have goodness. you there. We can't have you. Like, can you imagine all of our listeners that mm-hmm. come out and they hang out and they leave with cellulitis? No, you already friends, don't have friends, and now I screw your eyes up. Yeah, really. So, what's this good news you speak of? The good news is that the left eye is not swollen anymore, and like it doesn't hurt to move it around <laughs> inside the socket. That's the you, good news. You look disappointed, Bailey. It's good news. <laughs> I like the optimism. It's just. It's you know I was I was hoping for you know that was what happened this morning but I got to tell you at 9 a.m. here on this Thursday everything's good you know you know what what what's what blows my mind is like when you have something that's contagious like you know let's go back to COVID everybody freaked out nobody wanted to be around anybody don't come in here oh my that guy sneezed put him in a cage you know that kind of thing yeah Nelson is contagious he looks like a zombie mm-hmm. like it it is it is it's weird and and, and you know something's wrong with the guy yes. when you look at his face. Uh, I mean, this was even before the eye problem. Yeah, and so, oh, and and so they want him to come into the doctor's office, even though he's contagious. Well, because they're yeah. seeing people all the time with these symptoms. When we were at the hospital, everybody who was treating him, they didn't have on gloves, they didn't have on masks, they didn't have on patches. 
So it's like no. they acted as if whatever he has, you can't get. Don't you think hospitals and doctor's offices and wherever you're going should have like a contagious room? So you're not in the lobby with how, everybody else? How 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 do you transfer this disease, though? Is it an airborne disease? No, it ain't airborne. Is it transmitted in a different way? Bodily fluids, things of that nature? Well, yeah, I can't be doing any uh I can't be doing any butterfly kisses with you, Kyle. Sorry. I don't think it's a I disease. I think it's a I'm done. <laughs> I don't think it's a disease, it's a virus, right? Yeah, well, it's a infection. They I think it's a bacteria because they keep giving me antibiotics. 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 Antibi- antibiotics. <laughs> I said it like my damn ex-mother-in-law. I didn't mean to. Hey, I'm from the Midwest, and they're getting me the antibiotics. Antibiotics. I've got, I got one last thing as the person who's touching all of Nelson's stuff over here. Yeah. Am I okay? Probably not. Mickey. Oh, God. No, so it's funny. When, when Mickey was helping us out the other day, and she did a bang-up job, by the way, but when she came in and we started talking about, like, we had this like this moment. And, uh, Nikki, you weren't in the studio it was maybe like a quarter of the way through the show and we're talking about Nelson's eye and stuff and we just both kind of stopped and stared at each other and that girl just grows and grabs the Lysol can. <laughs> I was in here when she did that. She's like, Ooh. I was like, yeah, well, I don't know why we didn't think about that earlier. Yeah, uh, day one. All right, so you're, what time's your doctor's appointment today? Tomorrow. No, tomorrow. it's tomorrow. It's 2 o'clock. So why, why don't you go today? I called to go today. They said, you have an appointment tomorrow. I said, you don't think you want to see me today? She said, we'll see you tomorrow. Because what else can they do today? It's spread. They've already given them medications. I think they're waiting a day to see if the medicine they put them on yesterday works. There, there's it some- already made the lumps go away. So oh, there's, right. there's something comforting in that, though, when the doctor's like, eh, wait till tomorrow. I find comfort in that. It infuriates me. I remember having to go and get a colonoscopy, and they're like, yeah, our first appointment's like in four months. I'm like, no, no, no. The results came back. It says I need one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the first opening we had, no, like I could die within the next four months. I mean, I have a lump on yeah. my breast right now, and they push my appointment out until next week. Isn't that crazy? So it's like they don't have any urgency anymore these days. Well, they don't. They don't. As long no, as you're walking not. and talking right now, you'll be fine in a month. So do you think that you're going to be out all next week too? No. Well, I don't want you bringing in any cellulitis in the studio yeah because it was one thing when you had to put the one eye patch on but you can't come in here with two eye patches on you won't be able to that's see anything fair. I, th- I, th- fair. I i think and i'm talking to you as a friend okay mm-hmm. you, you hear me I, I hear you okay i think that you need to have a conversation with yourself <laughs> and just say look what is it and just ask a simple question what is it about my life that i could clean up should i cut my nails more often should I run a vacuum over the floor? Should I do some wipe downs on the counter? Should I, you know, after using the restroom, wash my hands? You know, you think I don't wash my hands Mm-mm. right now? No, I don't. Mm-mm, not I don't, at all. I don't think you wash your hands. I don't. No. You're right. I just go around with just stink finger and stink eye and long nails. Hey, Nelson. Just dirt, dirt, dirt. Dirt McGirt. That's what they call me. I'm not the. <laughs> Dude, call you Dirt McGirt. I'm, I'm not. I'm That's not the good name. I'm not the one looking like a zombie from The Walking Dead. Well, these nails have been the same length since I've been here in California, and I just now got the zombie eye. So you tell me. Yeah. Well, November is a big cellulitis. It's National Cellulitis Month, actually. This is oh, when a lot Jesus. of a lot of people get it. I'm telling you, look, not only myself, but Mama D. We. It's it's a fact, dude. I'm not just. I'm not bitting you out here, man. It is a fact that the reason why you got the cellulitis is because you're a little dirty. Yep. 
And and I know it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's it's embarrassing. And I get it. Nothing I, about me being dirty. I don't love you less because you're dirty. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank God for that. But I love you enough as your friend to be honest with you. Nikki's going to help me here. This is an intervention. We'll probably have more of this when you get back. But we and I told wait. him even before now about those dirty nails, and he can tell you I've told him multiple times. What have I told him since day one? Dial back the nails. What Disgusting. Did, what did I tell him day one? We're all living together. I said you're dirty. Yes, you did. And that no. that was me giving him a warning that if mm-hmm. you don't clean up your act, you're going to get cellulitis. You all lived together. We two did. Months. Yeah, two months we got here. This show was in a house together. Yeah, all together. Yeah, Kyle. Surprisingly, oh we made it to air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a thing, Kyle. It was a thing. Oh, backstory me. behind it, and, and they Woo! shared a bathroom together. And Woo! I would see that bathroom, and you know, there's peepee dribbles. There's no, there's... there was never peepee dribbles. I wiped the that rim every time. No, no, Nikki, wiping the rim is how you get. Started. There was just I'm an explosion that was left once. So with what you left in the damn toilet. No, well, Nelson, that's gross. Nelson. Look, I'm going to let you oh, go. Yeah, it is gross. So gross of you. <laughs> you're, you're. You're a little worked oh, up. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Very Martin worked Martin. up. You're, you're okay. No, enough. Enough. That's enough. You're, you're a little worked up right now, <laughs> and I'm going to let you go. I want you to know thoughts and oh, prayers. Emoji hands. So you got to calm thoughts down. You're taking your blood pressure medication. Yeah, you need. No, to. I'm not. See. All right. Relax. Do the stuff that you need Two to do. Years have been saying that too. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. <laughs> I want you. I want you. Damn group. I want you to take a breather. I just wanted to get you on the air. The audience is worried. We're worried. I want you. To, I want you to seriously think about the hygiene. Okay. And 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 just just mull it over. Maybe go to people that you can fight in. Take two showers a day and wash your hands often. Yes. There you go. Stop playing with your eyes with your dirt and cut your nails. Clean them out. Cut them out. Okay. Go to mm-hmm. a go to a lady or something. Okay. Go get a manicure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'd touch. It. Oh yeah, okay. Because I Not make right manicure now. money. Yeah, there is a there is actually a nail place that does nails for people like him. Where? It's called Hazmats. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! And uh, <laughs> they, they, all the little nice ladies wear these suits, and it looks like that movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. Right, where they you know got the, mm. the things. Mm, on, yeah, they, they cut the nails, and they say they're like uh-huh. ten. They're like ten feet away. They got this special <laughs> a nail clipper. Nail clipper that they say. Great. They're actually outside the building, mm. and they put it in. Yeah, that's how it is. All right, we'll get better and keep us posted. Okay. 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 Well, we love you. Love so you much. Yeah. So deep. So I like, deep. I like you quite a bit. Yeah. Kyle likes you. Okay, Kyle. All right. See you later, buddy. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Notice he changes. He changes like accents. He goes from Midwest mm-hmm. to gangsta, mm-hmm. and then back to Nelson. Back to Nelson. Class, never know what you're going to get. I think this uh, cellulitis has got like a, an amoeba in his brain. No, he was like that before the cellulitis. You already know. Oh. That's how we knew Black Nelson. <laughs> well, Black Nelson has always been there, but mm-hmm. Midwest Nelson's really never came in. Now we're getting dirty Nelson. Yeah, what do you say? An- antibiotic? Antibiotic? Antibiotic. Antibiotic. That, was that, that, that voice was Dirt McGirt, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? For Christmas, I'm going to give him a, a DVD copy of Joe Dirt. <laughs> and some Lysol. I'm and, going to Target today. And nail clippers. And I'm leaving him clippers. I'm going to get hand sanitizer. I'm getting a whole yeah. thing for him back we'll, here. We'll get, we'll get oh, a, that's so nice of you, Kyle. We'll give him a welcome basket with every cleaning product. Just ble- to man. bleach in a straw. <laughs> I'm gonna buy him some washcloths. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's mm-hmm. what he this poor any. this poor guy for Christmas is getting all this. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, 
uh, one down and possibly another one uh, person down on this show. All these medical conditions that are plaguing this radio program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki D went to her doctor with her problems. I mean, this is just one big uh, soap <laughs> opera here. This is ridiculous. And it didn't go well. It did uh, not. I mean, it was, you know, this is this is an IHOP at the doctor's office. Not really. You cannot blame this on me. You're getting feisty with the doctor, Careful. so much so that you gave her some attitude, and I think uh, I think uh, you walked out or something. <laughs> so, I, I won't call it attitude. All right, so we'll get you that story here in a minute. Hang on. 98 Rock. Call or text the BS anytime. 916-909-0985. Now, back to The Bailey Show. Before I get to your uh, doctor drama, Mm -hmm. second doctor drama on the show, Nikki D., uh, just another reminder, it being Thursday, we've got uh, here about another 30 minutes in the program this morning, and then, of course, tomorrow, for those of you that like to join us this Sunday at Bennett's Restaurant in Rockland for our No Friends Giving. And so far, the table is going to be uh, an experience in itself. I mean, outside of the amazing food, uh, Bennett's has always got great food. But yes, this Thanksgiving spread, which, by the way, you can also get for a meal to go if you don't want to cook this uh, Thanksgiving. Just get a hold of Bennett's, any of their three restaurants, Sacramento, Roseville, and uh, Rockland. And they've got this you know, nice spread for 10 to 12 people that, that you can get. And that's what we're having, I believe, mm-hmm. on Sunday. But I'm I'm just looking through the guest list so far, and it's uh, you got uh, Jerk Don. Yep. You've got uh, Band Amy. You've got uh, Stacy and her husband, uh, transplant Stacy and her husband. Yep. From Atlanta, you've got divorced Debbie. You've got uh, no friends, bunch of kids. Kelly. I'm just mm-hmm. going by your little notes here. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading them verbatim. Can we, can we get little Hello My Name Is name tags and fill them out for people with these descriptors on them? You, you've you've got, uh, what is, uh, is that dropping? That's two Ps, I think, right? No, drop, he's, yeah, he's dropping his friends to come. That was Chris. We didn't get him on oh. here, but he um, called in. Oh. He was one of the ones that dropped off. He said he has friends, but he's going to let go of all of his friends just because he wants to come to our friends. All right, so lose the friends to hang with the BS, Chris. Mm-hmm. Rock with that. Okay, we got Sober Carrie. Yeah. And we got uh, Friends Faded Away, Michelle. Yes, we do. And we got Maui, Maui Moved Michelle, mm-hmm. another Michelle. And then who's this, Omar? Isaiah. Isaiah. That's how you spell. That's not how you spell Isaiah. That is how you spell Isaiah. Oh my God! Not even close. Ooh. How oh, do, you spell it? do you know how many friends I have named Isaiah? Tell me, bottom name right here. Look, look. Is that how you spell Isaiah? Think Isaiah Thomas. What the last one? Yeah. Well, that was his Instagram name, right? Isaiah. No, his Instagram name was I S I A H Isaiah. H. Sorry. Okay, but you have A L I Z A Y. I don't have A L. It's Please. because you first put it in. That's his Instagram name. Oh, no, this is Alizé. Yeah, I have Isaiah on mine. I didn't reprint another one. Yeah, no. His, real his name, name was Alizé. That was his Instagram name. So that's all I had to go by when I first typed that list but, up. But this is Isaiah. But that's Isaiah, yeah. That was the one we talked to earlier. Mm-hmm. And what was his deal? Uh, He has a bunch of animals and some kids. Oh, Animal so, Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's him. I, on I, the farm. <laughs> farm, farm man. Far, farmer Isaiah. Farmer Isaiah. Yeah. Farmer Isaiah. So we've got a few spots left to fill. Uh, I think we got 20 and we max it there. Mm-hmm. So if you still want in, uh, you can call us here before the show's over. Uh, you got to be an adult without any friends. That's the whole the whole gimmick behind the bit. But 916-909-0985. Uh, or you can reach out to us on social media at Listen to the BS. 
and uh, we can do it that way. But tomorrow it's the cutoff, and, and, and we're not doing any more. But, you know, we'd love for you to be a part of the first one. You know, hopefully we'll do this every year. It's, you know, it's a lot of fun, and the stories that you guys are giving. But the table is going to be fantastic. Like, these stories that y'all have because you have no friends are great. You know, so I can just, the crosstalk between them. They the, said I'm missing we, somebody here on a text machine. Did you guys have friendly Sam and her husband, Alex? Did I miss that when I was taking calls? I have no idea. Oh, I'm going to have to reach oh, out there. Oh, maybe. It says, don't forget friendly Sam and her husband, Alex. But oh, you yeah. know, I was back and forth, so. Yeah, you asked if she had a husband, and she was like, oh, yeah. Was that today? Bring, is it, that it was yesterday. yesterday. Oh, well. Oh, let me get down. Let me get friendly Sam down. Oh, Nick, you're crushing it today. So you screwed. Well, this was from yesterday. You guys have to help me help you. You know yeah. I'm going back and forth. Screwed some lady out of $500 today, and now you're screwing no, people I out of Thanksgiving not. food. <laughs> I'm adding friendly Sam right now. Wow. Putting this down. Friendly you're a, Sam. You're a, no wonder the doctor doesn't want to see you. You're a total heel. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm multitasking to the highest level here. You're doing great. You know what? You know when somebody's you know when somebody's wrong they get they, they the voice go, we heard this with Nelson you know where like clean your nails dude I know nails are fine <laughs> the voice always goes up mine is definitely gonna elevate it's like that, that scene Nelson. in night school with Kevin Hart where uh, uh, what's her name um, the the comedian Tiffany Haddish Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish she goes I noticed that whenever you are lying your voice goes up an octave he's like what are you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So you went to the uh, doctor. You got a couple problems. You've got a, a lost uh, my IUD is lost device up in there. That's yes, lost. and then you got some some hanging balls from your arms. I have fibroids. Right, you got fibroids. So no, the fibroids are in my uterus. Oh, what, what about the balls? Well, those are under my arms, but that's not what I'm going to the doctor for right now. We already know I have those. I keep, have those for life. Keeping those for Christmas for yes. ornaments. Gotcha. Okay, but we got to get this thing out. Yes, so I had to go get a sonogram last week, which I remember I told you I looked on there and cheated because the tech didn't want to tell me, and I told you what I thought I saw on the sonogram. Well, the doctor did confirm yesterday that things I saw were real. I saw the IUD. It is in there. It's not, you know, falling out, and I have three fibroids, just like I saw on the sonogram. Not so to that's get, great. Not to get graphic, mm -hmm. but, I mean, wouldn't you know if it fell out? Well, she said that you should know if it falls out because she said it would be very bloody and painful. Okay, see, that's I don't that's I don't want that. Oh, well, you said no. I didn't say that. I just asked if you'd know it would fall out. She yes said or that no. I should know. Okay. Yes, you would but know. You know me, I don't I like. Know. You know I don't like go graphic, so don't <laughs> well, even go there. I'm just saying. So you went to the doctor, uh huh, and you weren't happy. Well, I wasn't happy because this is a different doctor that I saw. This is a surgeon who's supposed to be doing my surgery, and the nurse comes in and she's like. Well, the doctor says she wants to try and take it and see if she can get it out now. And I said, no. So the girl's like, oh, okay. So then when the doctor comes in, she's like, yeah, I understand you don't want me to, to try and take it out. I said, no, I do not because I came here straight from work. I don't ever go to the lady doctor without going home first and taking a shower or I have an early morning appointment where I take a shower and then I go to the doctor. I stayed at work just to finish my work up and just go straight there because I was told I was simply going to have my results read and schedule a surgery. So, no, I'm not letting you do anything to me today. And she responded with? She just said, okay, well, that's fine. Um, I'll, you know, schedule a surgery date for you. But That's kind of weird. She was disappointed. Like, I was really hoping to get yeah, up in there. That was, she was. She actually put herself over. Like, what she said long story short was she's better 
than the other doctor who tried to take it out and couldn't Dang. find it. Oh, she big leagued. That's basically what she did. And Dang. she's like, I have a very high she, success rate. She's like she's like a cable uh, installer. Like the, the cable installers, whenever they come out, they're always better. Or the mm-hmm. internet people, mm-hmm. they're always better than the person that installed it before. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's the same company, he's like, oh, right. Dan? <laughs> Dan was here? Oh, yeah, no chance. He's horrible. I yeah. know Dan. He didn't give you all the download speed. I know Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what here, she did. Here's my cell. Hit me up personally, and then when you try to call them, they never answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of the thing. The Comcast voicemail. So you still got uh, this little uh, guy up in there. So it's in there. So I'm going to go back on December the 6th, mm-hmm. and she's going to try to take it out. Mm-hmm. And if she does not get it out, then they'll, my she's already scheduled my surgery. Go to a scuba diver. We'll cancel the surgery if she can get it out. If she can't get it out, then we'll go forth with the surgery. They'll put me under and get it out that way. God, Dang. Fun. You guys have... We've worked together for so long. I don't remember all these problems. I don't think I've ever had so many medical conditions on a radio program in my life. Well, I've had my IUD in and out for a while now, so it's never been lost before. This is the first. I think it's time we just don't go that route next time. I think we should make this decision together. No, I'm getting another one placed back in. I think we should just get pregnant. No, I I don't want to get pregnant. That's the point. It's time. It's time. No more babies for me. Well, you got to have a man first. True. So that's the way to have abs, you know, not have sex. I mean, not get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to worry about that because you're not. I've not had to worry about it for quite a while. Right. So you should be good. Mm-hmm. You know. But I still don't want to even risk it because I do want to have a man. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. So I do want some action soon. And you, and I don't want a baby. <laughs> I want some action soon. <laughs> you hear that, fellas? <laughs> what are you doing for the holidays? <laughs> Now we know what no friends giving is really about. <laughs> if 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 you got some length to you, you might be able to get this thing out, you know, because she's ready to go. It'll be like that ring toss game at the fair. <laughs> and no, not we'll to be see. creepy or anything, but I'd like to be in the room just to see if it happens. No, you cannot be in the room. Not at all. No, Have a big you. stuffed animal for the guy if he gets it. No, no thanks. No thanks. Play some music. All right. Uh, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what music is calming whales, allegedly, and what Disney is banning. That's kind of a funny game. Is it? Ding, ding, the thing, and get the thing out. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's kind of funny. All right, fourth and final. We'll see what uh, all these phones are coming in for. And fourth and final round of headlines. We'll get that for you here in just a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks so much to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. All right, go ahead, Nikki. Killer whales don't take kindly to corn or Metallica. H7. Since early 2020, there have been more than 500 reports of orcas, also known as killer whales, taking aim at vessels. They're not sure why the orcas have started attacking ships and boats, but this has happened um, a lot over the past few years. They're thinking it's because of an orca known as White Gladys who taught other members of her family how to, like, attack the ships after she herself 
was involved in like a boat crash or something like that. Because really? killer whales are very intelligent. They have their own Yo. languages. They can talk to one another. Like I'm so fascinated with them. When I was a child, like that's all I studied was killer whales and orcas. Well, what you just said is fascinating. Like I didn't uh-huh. even like mm-hmm. think that. That's, they can do it. That's crazy. They can do it. So people have, because these attacks are happening so often now, they have like a Facebook group where people are trying to like swap uh, stories of things that you can possibly do to protect yourself if you're involved in one of these attacks and one one guy put on there that he has a spotify playlist dubbed metal for orcas now it didn't save his ship from still sinking because they still attacked him when he played the rock music but he suggested that it might help slow him down well terrorists <laughs> hate it you know <laughs> there are certain people don't like rock music i guess they says particularly heavy metal heavy metal yeah yeah if you play that, they say it'll at least slow them down with their attack. So what does he put, like a speaker in the water, I guess? I guess he has a Spotify uh, speaker that he puts in the water here on his boat. I wonder if there's any truth to that. I mean... Because you can talk to, you know, most marine life, you know, the sonar. Through the sonar, yeah. You know, so they, they hear that stuff and they... I, it's, you know, the sonar and the vibrations mm-hmm. and whatnot. So mm-hmm. maybe it's the beat of the music yep. that... That deters them, if that's even true. Could be. But you're trying to tell me that one killer whale Mm -hmm. decided one day to attack a boat. No, she was involved in like a boat accident. So the boat didn't hit her on purpose. Oh, so she's scarred. But Right. She was hit by this boat, so she got angry. So she started attacking the boats. She taught her, her family and other people around her in her pact that this is what happened to me. This is what we're going to do. When you see these boats do this, and that's what these whales are doing. Any ship that's coming through that area, they're attacking them. I think they're called pods. A group of whales are called, is called pods. That sounds right. Okay, I that think they're right. called I'm gonna, pods. I'm going to roll with that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. That's this, fascinating, by the mm-hmm. way. Right. This, this right here is why you will never catch me jumping off a cruise ship. Because <laughs> the killer whales. Because there are killer whales who are like, hey, when people jump off cruise ships, this lady named Gladys told me that you can just start playing with them like a beach ball, and I'm not trying to. Well, those things, you know, I mean, they're they're great. You go to SeaWorld and you see the show and whatnot, but you know, we all remember what happened uh, to uh, Dawn. Uh, what was her name? The the trainer at SeaWorld mm-hmm. when the the orca came up they and grabbed her, her by the ponytail. And well, that's I mean, like I think that's still the argument was did it attack her? Or was it trying to play because her pony? She wasn't supposed to have no, her ponytail. Whales out. are very, very intelligent. It knows. They for attacked sure. her. See, yes. They do so many horrible things to these whales, especially in those situations when they're in captivity. That whale was just waiting for an opportunity to get her back and found her. Ah, yep. you don't know that for I'm a fact. I'm telling you, I've done so much <laughs> yeah. research on killer whales. They are very intelligent. All right. Yep. Second story. Disneyland is reevaluating you pinheads. H eight. Pin traders have apparently been bringing thousands of pins. They're setting up these elaborate displays on the benches in Frontierland. And in response, Disney's rolled out a new policy banning those displays. Never heard of this before, but I found this so fascinating. Disneyland is cracking down on one of the park's most controversial guest activities, and that is pin training. Now, I haven't been to like a Disney park in my adult life, so I've never personally seen this. But pin training apparently is a very big thing, especially here in Disneyland. People set up these big groups and take up whole sections of the park and they're just trading pins that are like collectible items that you can only get from this place or that place well now disney is banning it you can only do have enough pins that you can carry like in a bag or a small sack and you can only trade two to three pins per visit why 
Who cares? I, because I guess it's uh, a nuisance to the people that are there because so many people are gathering around in these spots and making it tight. But why are you going, like, why are you paying to go to Disney to trade pins and you just don't meet at a Starbucks or something to do it? I don't know. Uh, probably because you have, if you're pin trading, you probably go a lot where you have like an annual pass or a magic key or whatever they call it now. And you just meet up at the, the park? Yeah, you just pull up and you sit there and you get, yep. it, you just go and you just hang out for the day. And yeah, so you and they're bring in your the way. And, yeah, exactly. That's people the get problem. in the way. People are aggravated with them being in the way and taking up so much space. You remember our old coworker? He went to Disney like every three weeks. Yeah, he'd go to Disney. And that was, <laughs> I love Disney, dude. That was the other day. So, I'm a Disney dork. So, tell me why, as an adult, because I mean, you're not alone. It's, it's tons of people that mm-hmm. do this, but as an adult, you still dig Disney. Yeah, differently than I did when I was a kid, for sure. There's a nostalgia kick for me because I went a lot as a kid. I had family that worked there. So there's a nostalgia kick, but I enjoy it now from like when you talk about like the imagineering and the way they do things and like the mechanics behind it or the 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 way they display a certain thing to make it look a certain way. That's all fascinating to me now. So I, there's something new and different every time. I mean, I mean, I've been at you know actually Disney as a visitor in years, and of course I'm talking about Disney World, just living over there. Yeah, yeah. I lived in Orlando, so it was right up the street from my house. Uh, but I remember taking my nephew when he was younger. So it was a long, long time ago. To Disney, and I hadn't been, you know, since I was a kid, and I just was like, God, everything was so much bigger, you know, when you, mm-hmm. like, if you haven't been in a very long time, but the nostalgia kick, absolutely, hands mm-hmm. down, you know, and I loved the 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 Haunted Mansion, uh, yeah. you know, the the ghost at the end that sits in the cart, and, you know, I love the the Hall of Presidents, just yeah. the, the, the animatronics of it, kind of goofy looking, you know. I love the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, mm-hmm. doing all that stuff. So it was kind of cool. I was actually talking to Mickey about this the other day, you know, with us just getting out to this coast, and we have yet to go to Anaheim mm-hmm. and go to Disneyland. Uh, and she's like, and now they have another park attached to it that, Correct. Ha- that has alcohol. Correct. Which is called, what, Adventureland? California Adventure. California Adventure. And that's yeah. part of Disney. Yes. yes. Okay, so that's part you can, of it. You get a park hopper pass. You can go to both parks. California Adventure is great too. Yeah, yeah I want to go just because I hadn't been. I was gonna go to the the food and wine festival that they uh, do in the Disney best. World, yeah. but everything shut down. Kyle gets all excited. Go. <laughs> Dude, you guys go. Let me know. I've got tips and tricks for you. Tips okay. and tricks. I'll be asking. Tips and tricks. All right, uh, we're gonna end the show a little bit early so uh, Kyle can get down the hall and do his radio program on our sister station ESPN thirteen twenty. Right, thirteen twenty. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. The Insiders uh, that'll start here at ten a.m. And uh, add listen to the BS on social. And give us a like, share, follow. Get our podcast on the Odyssey app. It's a very good app, by the way, if you don't have it. It's very user-friendly. Also, thebaileyshow.com or wherever you might get your podcast. We also post the video version on the uh, at The Bailey Show on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel if you don't mind. This week, we didn't do an uncensored because Nelson was out. and There's just a lot going on. So if you follow that podcast, we, we're sorry. Yeah. But you do get the radio and I version. Put a, I put a funny little clip up of me being a little confused when we talked to that cool tech guy. If you missed our conversation with Kurt Cobain's brother earlier, Chad, uh, that was good, you know, because he he's got the stuff on the Julian's auction that's today and I think tomorrow. We also had the CEO of Julian's Auctions on as well, so that was that was kind of cool. All right, Nikki, you got anything before we get out? 11-16-23, Dirt McGirt, never forget. All right, Kyle, you got anything? No, I got nothing for you. All right. Gautier, <laughs> someone that I used to know as your Big Fat Bribe song of the day. So still yet another opportunity to win $500. When you hear it, be caller 18 to 
800-242-0985. And tomorrow, last opportunity for No Friends Giving. All right, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. If all goes well, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show.